Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the child. WrestleMania. Hulkamania is running wild. My God, what a What's up, everybody? We were talking about this for a while. Uh, tonight, we have a special episode of Top Guy Theater for you, where we bring together the AFS WAC Pack. I was about to say WAC Pack! <laughs> this is not Howard Stern. We put together the AFS Wolf Pack, and you'll see who that consists of. And I've got Money Mike joining us this evening as well, so that he can poke the burning questions. And as I always say... This is a takeover. This is a Wolfpack takeover, so away we go. Here we are, yes, for sure. So, let me go around the room real quick. Coach Rosie, big, sexy John Hickson, our personal hero, as ringside rant RJ, who I believe is trying to tell us something with his background. We've got T-Rob with a massive Funko Pop that I love, and Denovius Mac. So, real quick, before we all go nuts, let's go around the room, starting with Coach Rosie. How are you? Man, I'm good. It's uh, end of the school year. We go and got nine weeks right. left. Did so you I'm, take I'm an edible great. already? Okay, just checking. No. <laughs> All right. Good idea. Uh, good idea. John, my brother, how are you? Oh, in the house. <laughs> Damn right. As you can see we rolling deep. What you know about rolling down in the deep? Oh, good lord. Hell yeah. Uh. Anthony, the uh, download king of TGT, how are you? It's not just your pleasure, Frank. It's a pleasure for every woman, gay man, and bi-curious human being out there to be in the presence of the sexiest man, not just in Rhode Island, not just in the United States of America, but the sexiest man ah, uh, freaking live. Good to see and- you. Enjoying some gray sale from Western. You really Island. authenticated that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been canceled. I'm being canceled. RJ, brother, how are you? Fantastic. I'm just talking to my agent here. I think I just got a raise. Um, I'm, it's. Uh, I don't know if I can uh, follow Mr. Pyrus there, but. Uh, you can't. Spoiler, you can't. No. Uh, well. 
It is what uh, it is. He can, I got to respect my elders. So, and he's oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Anthony, Anthony's so old. His social security number's two. Oh, <laughs> my grandpa told me that joke 25 years ago. He's been dead for 26. So, you know, whatever. Uh, T Rob, uh, I'm digging the classic rock shirt. I used to have that. Can't find it anymore. Wouldn't fit me. It'd be like a belly shirt for me. Uh, how are you? Hey, yo. It's survey time. <laughs> we got the wolf back in the house. It's good to be here, Frank. I am this glad cool. you're here. We got to do. I, I will tell you this. I wanted to get us all together so everyone could see how nuts we are. But I would love to do an individual with all of you, like we do with everybody else. So, Co Coach, Coach, and Anthony, and uh, I mean RJ, we did a single with you too. So, mm -hmm. um, Dino, T Rob, and Hickson, we got to get you in for a single. Um, what Funko Pop is that? This is the Rock Austin. Oh, I do have that one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, with the ring. Yep, yep, I have that. I can never. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a dork where I have to like put like protectors on them, and that one I won't let any other one touch because I can't put a protector on it. It's me. Yeah, and then, you have to make one. Uh, I've had, I've had a vest but I don't need protection anymore. And there's our next time code. Uh, uh, <laughs> Denovius, how are you, bud? Honestly, depending on how this goes, this might become the Patreon exclusive. Excuse me, sir. No, sir. No. <laughs> Allow me to volley this idea off you for one second, sir. RJ, you have a wonderful podcast, sir. All right. I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys? The token is here. The Rock says, know your role. Shut your mouth. Your pansy ass money, Mike. Oh, my God. You took it out of the package? That's what she said. I like playing with them. I like playing with oh, them. Sorry, sorry for showing up late, but you know, I had to be act my color. So, you know, it's okay. All right. So, real quick, I, 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 I do, do this from time to time. Where I'll, let Mac handle it. You see that? That's awesome. I fucking let love that. As long as it's not scheduling. Hey, let the captain <laughs> guide the ship here. Listen up to Frank for a little bit. He's got some no, directions no, for hey, us. Hey, hold on. Boobies. So, so real quick, I do this from time to time if the private chat is uh, interesting. So I'm going to let everyone here that's watching know what the private chat says. During the open, which was made especially <laughs> for this, RJ says, no blue chew needed, I'm hard. So uh, just so you all know, because earlier before we started, I had some Europe playing uh, the final countdown. And <laughs> Coach Rosie says, I snorted a blue chew. So... Uh, <laughs> Which we don't know if that's really true or false. You never <laughs> Got me fired up. Got me fired so up. We're gonna, uh, well, guys. We're gonna watch WrestleMania 17, and I've, I've obviously, uh, we're gonna talk about the matches we don't watch. And um, I wanted to push in Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit because everyone thinks it's forbidden to talk about him. Um, we no, can talk about him a little bit, one. but unfortunately, unfortunately, I did drop that match just because of the timing of everything. Um, be honest with you, if this show uh, is short on time, we can go back and watch it if we want. So let's everybody fire up the peacock, and we're going to go to WrestleMania. Fire the cock. We always say that. Oh, uh, open the cock. We can, we can check out the Christmas wall when we all hanging around. I mean, we, I mean, oh, did it. Uh, we can do it. We can do it after too, and make that a Patreon exclusive. Oh Lord have mercy! <laughs> oh my God, I get it now. Oh shit! <laughs> Michael McClanahan, time code. Uh, so, 
Uh, okay, what did I miss? Jay uh, dropped a drug grenade and it landed a few seconds later. Oh, uh, yeah, that was it. Took me a so, uh, season, season 17, episode one. Obviously, I hate the I hate Peacock when they do that. So we're watching WrestleMania 17. I'm gonna try to track what the opening. Season 17, WrestleMania 17. Oh. You're killing me oh. again. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, it's 17. Yep. Lord have mercy. 37. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so let's do yeah, yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7, 7, 17, well, All my dyslexia friends, it's 71. <laughs> Let me know when you're all ready now. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to try to track the open now. Here's the kicker. Um, did somebody uh, start? play already? Don't hit play yet. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Why did you say play? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Amateurs. This is what. This is why none of you ever get 20,000. This is why none of you will ever get 20,000 views. None of you. Uh, curious, uh, Anthony. None. Curious tonight. None. You're curious, oh, bad, guys. Oh, Rosie, uh, Coach. You're curious. I mean, we spent the weekend at in in Chicago. You think you were tired because of the late night? No, it was the roofies I gave you. Boom. Mm. Well, I just remember I when Coach came nice out and said his butt hurt, and you said he fell down the stairs. Yeah, there was a one-story hotel. Yeah. Hold on, hold on a second, real quick. I got you all beat. I spent the weekend with Mandic. Thank you, water bomb. Anyway, how uh, is he? How is he? Uh, he's doing. He he's doing all right. He's, he's uh, Jesus Christ. He's doing all right. Getting himself right. Uh, we miss him here in PGT. Um, I hope. I hope one day he can join us again because he was a good fucking time. Um, so I'm gonna try to track the open. Uh. And uh, let oh. me know. You're all ready, right? Yeah, Perfect. let's go. I'm ready. All right. So, you got to fire it up. In three. All right. Listen now, John. Three, yeah. two, one. Now play. Go, Pats! Sorry. How about them boys? We're them boys. Can you hear it? Okay. Fuck the boys. No. You can't hear it? I can hear it. Who's that guy? Freddie Blassie? I see two farmers. Yeah. There's Andre and Hogan. Yeah, and I see another farmer. Is that Jim Rome was the farmer? That's Jim Rome. No, it's not. <laughs> what is up? Now we're in Thailand. Oh, Japan. Now, what year was this? 2001. 2001. So this is after Sean got clean? Allegedly. This is why Sean is getting clean. This is why when Sean is getting clean, he got clean and came back in 2002. Mm. John Wayne Gacy is in this. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, we'll see you next week. 
<laughs> I love this song. Love it. Okay, Pyrus, who is singing this? This is Lip Biscuit. Biscuit. So you know something Come on. about a Limp <laughs> then, okay. Oh, fuck. Hey, look, I'm, I'm almost 50. I need the blue chew, baby. Limp is my life. Hmm. Limp and there's life. a t-shirt for you, folks. Available at ProTeams.com slash GGD. As long as you're a royalty, I'm good. Backslash Limp is my life, I just heard. Um, so this is taking place in the uh, former home of the Tennessee Titans when they were the Houston Oilers. Yes, I had to get a Titans thing in there. This is taking place at the Houston Astrodome. Um, at uh, This year, the Titans were number one in the AFC and then did what they did this year and lost in the first round to the Baltimore Ravens. So, Just another my- Sunday. Yeah, this is another Sunday for me disappointment so story of my story of my sex life marriage life disappointment so they lost to the cincinnati um, no. Bengals. frank well, your I, marriage life is nothing to be ashamed of two wit two women agreed to marry you i only yeah, one well, woman agreed to marry me one one woman with false pretenses though i'll tell you that right now yeah. she's got a green card and i had all the debt so uh well <laughs> I, what i was saying guys is <laughs> In 2001, the Titans did what they did this year, and they lost in the divisional round to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, that's what I was saying. Uh, did, can I, now, let me be honest. I, first of all, that T-Rob, that dog is fucking adorable. Yeah, this is our 30,000 views dog right here, Sebastian. All right. Aww. Sebastian's adorable. Um, what did everybody think of um, uh, Heyman on commentary? I, I kind of loved it. He's a fantastic. Well, he, it. It, he was the best. He was the absolute. He was. The I thought he best. did a he did an excellent job, especially when you consider that he was a placeholder for Jerry Lawler, and that he kind of stepped into the role yep. on very short notice. I have a actually while we're getting started here, I think it's important to reference the time and to think about how you know WCW sale had occurred just six days prior to this, or the announcement with the angle with Shane. And hmm. the question I want to focus on tonight is. How different does WrestleMania 17 look if they don't announce the sale until after WrestleMania and run the last Nitro after WrestleMania? Because in my opinion, I think by doing WCW sale prior to WrestleMania, or at least shooting the angle for it, it detracts from WrestleMania 17. I don't think it's a benefit. I'd love to go around the room and get everybody's take. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with Dino on that one. Oh, okay. I think that I don't know. It, it it plays the same part, really. <laughs> Whether they did it before, if they announced the sale beforehand, or if not, I think the yeah. pay wouldn't have had as much. That definitely that Shane versus Vince match wouldn't have been had more implications. But for them to only give a shout out to the WCW, I was like, hey, look up there. Okay, hey, I didn't kind of I wouldn't feel that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, T-Rob, what do you think? Do you think there'd be any major difference to this show? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they were already clearly in charge and driving the whole universe of wrestling at this point. So it was yeah. kind of a minor foot footnote. And uh, yeah. I did get to reference it in the show, too. Of course. I, I My thing is that, like... 
uh, what was it? McMahon and McMahon and uh, Shane was going to happen regardless. They just added more to it, I guess, in that. In that, but I, I think the show would. Thank you, RJ. What do you think? Uh, the only way it would have been different, uh, kind of fancy book it this way, is uh, have one of the WCW guys kind of get involved, get a storyline out of it or something. Because right. I honestly, I could have, looking back at it now, not watching it at this time, I was about 17 or 18 years old, but. Uh, I would have rebooked it. I would have gotten rid of the whole damn match. Period. Don't even, don't even mention it. Have the sale wait till the next day. Do something on Raw after uh, WrestleMania and hit the ground running. Then. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Absolutely no difference whatsoever. The sale. This WrestleMania 17 was like WrestleMania's three, four, five, and six. A runaway locomotive that could not be stopped. The fact that WCW got bought out by WWE made no difference. This, the McMahon versus McMahon match, was already set in stone with Mick Foley as the referee. Um, this, the, the the sale of WCW was simply happenstance at that point. It yeah. did it did nothing for it. Did nothing to add. It did nothing to detract. Yeah, I don't think ticket sales would have changed regardless. Nope. I think it was sold out. So, the sh- yeah, the show was the show was going to sell out regardless. Now, um, Coach, what do you think? Well, I agree with what everyone's saying, but I'll take it from a different perspective. Here's something positive about all that. The sale for WCW did not go through for Eric. I think if it would have gone through, he would have flopped because that was a dead dead promotion yep. so i'm happy damn right i i'm 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 grateful that sale didn't go through for him because i think that would sink either way and yep. you know affecting uh, this wrestlemania hell no they were a small fish in a big ocean john how about point. you do you think do you think this would have been different had had uh no, no WCW like virus well i think that they should have announced the wcw thing after due to the fact that it did just add a random distraction to the match. The match is already set. You have a father versus son. You have a uh, you have Trish being the love interest. You have you have Linda being um, in a coma coma type state. You know, mm. it's a family it's a family deal. And then they just add this thing six days earlier, going, "Hey, look look at WCW," and it's it's just a bunch of jobbers up there. Uh, you know, sitting there, it it could have done without. Yes, I agree with you. If we would have just, if they would have announced like the next night, it it would have been a it would have been a little bit you know better. Yeah, a little bit better. Look at his chest. Look at uh, Lord Steven Regal's chest. He's been getting chopped. Look how red that is. You know, and William Regal is another interesting one. And I think when you think about him, I don't focus so much on his in-ring career. I look at what he's done from a developmental perspective with the NXT talent. And I think his release kind of sent shockwaves through the industry. What do you guys think at the end of the day? 
William Regal's kind of impact and legacy is going to be? And do you think there's still a place for him in the wrestling environment? Because I, for one, would love to see either A, a podcast with Conrad, or B, I think he could be an excellent acquisition for AEW, especially when you consider that Cody Rhodes has now left AEW. So let's do the same thing again and kind of go around the room. I'll go first. Yeah, Coach, take it. I think... I think he should go in the podcast world because his style of wrestling is kind of getting phased out of the current uh, current programs. It's more high flying. It's not as physical. You know, I mean, Lord uh, Stephen Regal teach promos and all that still, but his uh, his coaching style is probably pretty primitive and teaches him a lot of these old school moves. And the kids now want flippity flop moves. Can I follow up? Can I, before we go to the next person, can I go back and forth with you for a second on that coach, if you don't mind? Couldn't you make the argument? Please do. Couldn't you make the argument that the fact that his style is so different, is so distinct, whoever he teaches that style to in the marketplace is going to have a competitive advantage in that they're going to stand out against everybody else and they're going to have a different kind of match that's going to capture people's attention. I mean, look at even the modern day. Brock Lesnar. He was somebody that had a very distinct style. And I know sometimes people say, oh, his matches are formulaic. But you know what? It's a different formula than what we're seeing. So I think his, I think just his could be very special in terms of what he provides. I think there's still a place. Well, I would say if that was the case, then uh, FTR would be champion still. I mean, yeah, they draw attention, but, you know, they're not top guys like they should because they are going with the younger Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, gimmicky type stuff. <laughs> they're going away from that stuff. Oh, I'm going to start on but that. You're, but, but you're right, too, Money Mike. I can see your perspective as well. Thank you. Anthony, I'm going to jump to you just because I caught on that you said don't get me started on that. Could you um, talk a little bit about the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus style and kind of maybe what your perspective on it is and well, do you think it's beneficial? Well, Coach said it best. They're gimmicky. I mean, Jungle Boy's fine. I, I, I hate the name Jungle Boy. Call him Jack Perry, for Christ's sakes. Um, in terms of what Regal could bring to the table, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. If Regal were relevant, which I wish to God he was, FTR would be the perennial world tag team champions of AEW. Unfortunately, you have a gimmick tag team that, let's face it, Luchasaurus, come on, really? Um, I, I don't I don't see it. I, I think there's a place for, I think there's a place for William Regal as a trainer, but Coach was right. The, the fans today want the flippy floppy BS that I hate to say AEW is providing. We'll see how they handle uh, Red Dragon because they're pretty physical and mat oriented. We'll see how if they get a, a push in a uh, three-way match that they're having. I, I'm, a, I'm afraid that whole match is just going to be a three-way in which the Young Bucks and Red Dragon argue the whole time and Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy get a fluke pin. They'll, I think they'll win the match, but it's not again. Their title reign won't mean a damn thing because of that. They're a gimmick. I I like Perry a lot, but the team itself should not be world tag team champions because they're a strict gimmick. And we were told this was a sports based entertain. This was a sports based wrestling uh, uh, program. 
you know, can we can we actually focus on that for a second, Anthony? And I know I'm kind of going off on my own ear. And Frank, if you got to steer the ship a little bit, go ahead and interject. But I just want to focus on when you said sports-based wrestling alternative, because if we really think about it, a few moments ago, we talked about the sale of WCW. And um, that was really, AEW's been the first major, I'm not excluding or devaluing impact, I know they were competition as well, but the first they got mainstream the attention was AEW, so how fulfilling that prophecy of a sports-based wrestling company, because I actually think they're doing I think they're doing a relatively good job of, of that, even though, because you have to have it's like Eric Bischoff's always saying, you have to have that variety there. I think by focusing on the records, it's good. Like, I can honestly say AEW to me is different. Impact used to give off a vibe of WWE light, but to me, AEW is different. So, let's start well, with um, John Hickson, and if you want to start, and we can kind of go, this time we will go around the room. Uh, so, back to the William topic uh, you were talking about. Excellent. Hey, pay your internet bill, pal. What the hell's going on with you? Sounds like a kung fu movie. Got that Tony Schiavone level internet. Yep. So um, I don't. I don't know. I thought it was working well. For him. Is he good? You good, John? No. So uh, real, yeah, real, sorry, real, 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 real quick, um, guys, let's push to one hour, 29 minutes, even at the start of Shane McMahon and versus 129, even one hour, 29 minutes, no seconds. So let's push to that real quick. And while you're doing that, the matches were skipping Taz and the APA defeating right to censor uh, Kane defeating Raven and Big Show in a uh, triple threat match. for the hard that match was actually pretty good, and I didn't want to skip it, but <laughs> uh, it hey, always. Frank, can we talk about him crashing that golf cart that was supposed to go around the arena? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh God, that was fucking great. Um, Eddie Guerrero defeated uh, Test, and that was for the European Championship. Uh, he became the European champion. Kurt Angle. You know why I love that match, Frank? You know why I love that match? Why? Shit. A Mexican defeated a Canadian in America for the European title. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. You said 129. What? 129. One, one hour, 29 yeah. minutes uh, even. And then uh, we've got Kurt Angle defeating Chris Benoit. And then China defeated Ivory for the uh, women's championship. Yeah. So we are she comes back, but is everybody ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two seconds. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 35 seconds away. Yeah, you guys just tell me when you're ready, then we'll get back to Michael's question. And thank you guys for participating in my grilling of questions. I hope you don't mind. I was no, ready, but we moved on. Damn it, you money, Mike. Nobody told me how to think around here. I think money is Friday only. We can come on. All right, I'm ready. Anthony, you good? All right. D, you good? T-Rob, good? Yeah, I'm good. Co- Coach, good? I'm good, baby. 
All right. In three, two, one, and play. And here comes Shane McMahon. So let's get back to the go Pats. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, let's get let's get back to uh, get back to the question. Who's up? All right. Look, look how young he looks. We, we, we got you, John. Do you want to answer it? Go ahead, okay. John. All right. So yeah, we hear you. There, Money Mike's right that AEW comes an alter, an alternate. It will a place where William Regal could be an alternate is if he manages guys like Zack Saber Jr. or Will Ospreay showed up, where those guys can do the finger you know gripping and knock things you know or you know bend and do the European style and t- kind of be a mouthpiece. Other than that, William Regal would have to either get a job back at the WWE or he needs to get in the podcast world. Anthony, what about you? Did you answer already? I already did. Yeah, I'm stupid. So, I know uh, that. you wanted to, you talked about the uh, Regal thing, right, Michael? Absolutely. Okay, so this is going to be my bold prediction. Um, obviously, I'm probably talking to the right audience for this. Is the flippy floppy bullshit going to start to end this year in 2022? You're going to start seeing a lot of more of a map based wrestling. You're going to see a lot more of technical wrestling thanks to Mr. William Regal and a lot of these guys like an FTR, Brian Danielson. Um, I, I almost called him Dean Ambrose, but John Moxley. Um, because they're going to realize they're going to use this instead of their bodies because they're going to realize that they're going to have to stop doing the flippy shit if yeah. they want to last their career. And William Regal is that guy to go to, I'm saying it right here now, is he's going to go to Impact because Impact has those flip guys like a Trey Miguel Um for instance, you got Ace Austin over there, but they also have the majority of their wrestling is mat-based wrestling, where a lot of your AEW talent is the flippy floppy stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Wrestling is so great, guys, and I'm sure you guys can agree, is hmm. there's everything in wrestling for you. If you like the flippy floppy stuff, you got that. If you like the technical submission wrestling, you got that. If you like the comedic stuff, you got that too. I, so, I mean, that, I think AEW has all that. Everything, and they have it all in one promotion. They do, yeah. and you need you need variety because the truth is, as much as you don't think that you want to see, like you might have a style preference, but it's just, I mean, think of it like when you're going out to dinner, if you have the same thing every night for dinner or the same type of thing, you're going to enjoy it for a while, but eventually it's going to get stale. Oh. And that's what I feel good about with say the flip-flops and even the Anthony, I see. Sounds like my sex life. Moses, it might God, st- I, I'm sorry. I, Stephanie is walking to the ring right anymore. now. Oh my Fucking, oh my like God! This. Stephanie's walking to the ring. Oh, I, I just went from six to midnight. Oh God damn! Which is uh, a matter of stars. Like, before up. he was like that. Now he's like that. <laughs> God uh, damn! Uh, around. My my thing is Michael just pretty much he said it's going to be good for a while, but then it gets stale. He it sounds like he's talking about hmm. my marriage again. Hmm. I, I'm just saying. 
Well, well, I think that's two. You did it twice, buddy. Come on, I respect that. Right, twice a life. I failed at it twice. Um, We're gonna call you Jim. Jim from American Pie. <laughs> well, I'm one marriage away from being Ross from Friends. So, uh, T. Rob, what's your thoughts on that? That was not me, for the record. Yeah, I think it's that's uh, that's John. Oh. John is in Texas, right? Yeah, and we all know they suck. What, what's going on in Texas with the internet? He, he, he lives on a compound out there, like a religious compound, like David Koresh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Michael, in the middle of no, he's nowhere. not. I got stuck there. Uh, T-Rob, what, what are your thoughts on the flippity-flop and stuff like my, that? My thoughts are that Stephanie does look good here. And Oh, wait. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> no, she does. Uh, Flippity-floppy-fly. I think that uh, if you could get somebody like an MJF, and teach them to do that. They could get real heat for the first time in a long time if they just keep coming out and doing it, and the fans keep shitting on it, and they keep doing it, and they keep shitting on it. Then you could get some real heel competitors and really have races and heels again if they could sweat it out. See, I, I honestly I like the flippity flop stuff, but what I don't like is it in every match. And so I was at Dynamite. I agree. This past week. I was at Dynamite this past week. <clears throat> and we had a little bit of everything. Um, the person that I'm really concerned about, who I really, really am a huge fan of, is Darby Allen. Like, I feel like he is going to be the next Mick Foley where he can't walk at, like, 35. Oh. I really like – like, he oh. – you know, if anyone saw Ram- – I'm not sure if everyone watched Rampage, but he – He I came did. in and he, like, did you see what he did to Matt Hardy? He just runs into the ring yeah. and just, like, shoulder just, like, busted him. He wrote. busted himself open. He bloodied his own nose. Yeah, like what the what the hell, dude? Like, I mean, I think it's gonna, I, I think it's gonna get honestly, it's gonna get somebody like a Sting that's with him to tell him, dude, you better knock it the fuck off. And if that, if he, my other thing is, is if he hits that coffin drop the wrong way, he could snap his neck. Yeah, I think or, or Whip, he has, he, he must get whiplash every time he does that. Yeah, yeah, because there's no protection. You know, he does this, and he goes and and also like. He's got to trust that the person he's falling on is going to catch him the right way. Like, that's just a – I mean, I'm sorry. I, I went on a tangent there. But, but uh, you know, my – That's why you're you, the boss. You're the boss, yeah. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? Do you think William Regal will bring something to another promotion, maybe calm down the flippity-flop stuff and get us back to a Matt Wrestling? No. Terminus. Terminus, the new Jonathan Gresham promotion. Anybody see that? I have, I have Anthony. It's great. That was wrestling. Yeah. That was freaking wrestling. Regal, I again, they have no money. They're 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 a niche thing. That was freaking wrestling. Mm-hmm. None none of the flippy bullshit. It was hard nosed. You can't even wrestle outside the ring because after five seconds, five seconds, it's a disqualification. Mm-hmm. If ter- if Terminus shows up on your fight thing. God damn it! Spend the fifteen dollars, you cheap mother bleepers, and just spend it because um, that's what wrestling should be. So tell me, tell me about this real quick. Uh, Terminus. Oh, Terminus. Terminus. It's based out of it's what? Uh, Chicago, right? Atlanta. Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Not really. 
Yep. Gre- Jonathan Gresham founded it with his wife, but she wrestled. She's not that um, prolific in the, you know, as the face of the company. It's a strictly, it's almost it like the be. Ring of Honor Pure Rules. Oh, God almighty. I, I do love me some Jordan Grace. But the whole thing is basically Ring of Honor Pure Rules, where even, even the count out, you know, outside the ring wrestling is not allowed for more than five seconds. And strict rules apply, such as, you know, two fouls, two fouls, and you're disqualified. Um, one punch to the face is allowed. That was a fantastic pay-per-view. Of course, it, it was fourteen ninety-five. I loved every... I've watched it two or three times since then. He said the same thing about his hey, wedding video, too. Oh my god! Oh, oh wait, no, no, not that video, Frank. The other one, the actual one. Um, the, the actual. What's ceremony. the phone call y'all are at? My my niece my niece's video my niece's video. Uh, that time, one. That one. Time code is at one thirty eight, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen. You know what I think when I watch this match? Here, here, oh, let, let me just tell you what I think. This is going to be my son and I in about ten years. You're gonna have. A I can totally see here? us having a. You know, just a punch out like this, father and son. I can see it getting to that. You know, these kids nowadays are knuckleheads. So damn kids in their rock and roll. God uh, damn kids! Look at the look at the look at those look at those monitors. <laughs> yeah, now they're just now they're just, ago, they just got tablets now, right? Yeah. If anything. Yeah, yeah. They're just smaller. Obvious. What here was your thoughts on the, the flipping flop balls? Oh. oh, here we go. Oh. What? You know, it's God. Oh, there's Stephanie. Oh, there's God. Stephanie. Oh, God. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm a, for wearing that. It took me a while to really, like. Go ahead, Denovius. I'm a relatively. So, like, they, um, I didn't know John tried to turn me into them for a while, and I was just like, they're boring. But then I started looking back, and when we met them at Top Guy Weekend, I was just like, you know, and start looking back after what they're doing, they're actually putting wrestling back in it. And the flippity flop, I can be without it, man. You know, like, I, I don't really, I think the flippity flop was mainly for the weights. I don't really like, you know, I don't. I don't really care for it. I mean, I, whatever it is, what it is. I know it evolves or whatnot, but as far as William Regal, I mean, everybody's talking about either Impact or AEW. Who's to say that he's not going to go with Braun Strowman and EC, uh, EC3 yep. over there control your narrative? Oh! That's a great opportunity for him to speak. Damn. You know, like, that, that just... I don't know if you go somewhere where he already trained people and they already know him. Well, why would would you rather do that or opposed to going somewhere else and starting new? Like, I mean, look at Jericho. Look what he did when he took a chance yeah. and left WWE and go to AEW. I mean, it's just a way. That's to a really interesting. He did the same fight. thing with WCW and in WWF, though. So We're getting granular, guys. We're getting granular. One hundred percent. We're getting Trish Stratus cleavage right here, baby. Woo! Slavage. No. I would, it's I French. Didn't want to rub the body oil on me. What do you think? Oh my god! Oh. Well, this bonus for kissing the old man. The god, I would eat the panties of. 
You would eat I would eat the panties of either of these women. Wow. Uh, before or after you constructed the ring. Um, I mean, this is definitely the, the, the tits and ass era, right? I mean, that's what this is. Yeah, the good old days. She needs to get rid of that coat. Can you guys Im imagine if Trish Stratus came around today? Imagine if she came around today. I mean, she'd be a hell the of a complete roster, package. I think. Yeah. I think she would. I think she would still have a very viable career. I think her presentation no. would be slightly different, but I could see her being in the class with the Becky Lynches, the Charlotte yeah. Flair. She would be Mandy. I think there's definitely a place for her, and I think oh. also, you really look at what her and Alita did from an in-ring perspective in 2004. They were the main event of Raw, and there's that excellent documentary on the WWE Network or on Peacock yep. in the Ruthless Aggression. I can't remember the exact episode, but it basically covers how Lita and Trish really were the start of a women's evolution. It just took a while to get there, but I really, I don't think you can talk enough about their dedication and their credit. They're both phenomenal women. They main evented Raw at a point where being the main event of Raw meant something. That was exactly. serious stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Their their contribution to women's wrestling can they be, both Lita and Trish belong on the Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. They yeah. really do. Without question. I agree. And you know, it was an interesting I think it was the maybe the Stone Cold sessions or the Becky Lynch uh episode or one of them, but it was when they said that, you know, Lita and Trish were what they looked up to and what they aspired to be. So you can't ever look back no. negatively on the diva era because the diva era is what influenced so many of the modern wrestlers that we have today. I want to focus on one thing though, to bring it back to the WrestleMania match we're watching. You know, we talk about high flying moves to get a big pop. We talk about does textbook wrestling get a big pop. The biggest pop of the night at WrestleMania, you could argue is when Linda stands up. It's no physicality at all. And that goes back to Place what nuts. Talks about, which is the storytelling. So, I think that's a question that I have. Mm. What, what mm. in each of your opinions was a story that, or actually I'll phrase it this way, because we're going to move from WrestleMania 17 to modern day. What's the last to invest as a, and maybe kind of lose yourself in a story again? And for me, it was the return of CM Punk, because that felt real. But I'd love to know what your guys' thoughts are. And let's start with who haven't we started with yet? Let's start with um, RJ. Go with T Rob. No, RJ, so, what was it? What, what was your question again? I'm sorry. What was the last storyline that got you to really invest as a fan? Because we're talking about how here the pop when Linda stands up, that's really very storyline driven. We're going to see it here in a little bit. Hogan, or um, excuse me, uh, Austin and Rock. Um, because this was this was when wrestling was wrestling. This is when you didn't have to worry about kids, guys, whatever, going on their phones within two seconds. You're seeing these flash bulbs going off during this whole match. Mm. This is a shit mm. that I miss. Because you're not clamming after your phone to take pictures. You're not checking Twitter. You're not tech checking Instagram. Oh, hell, I'm at WrestleMania. Let me take a selfie with this shit. Yeah, no. Um, I can even go as close to what you said, Michael. You can bring up CM Punk and John Cena. 
there at Money in the Bank in Chicago. Yeah, is he leaving? Is he not leaving? Is he gonna when is he gonna lose? We don't know. If CM Punk is good for something in this wrestling business, that was it. Now he's seeing you now you're gonna see him really get these young kids to get that those microphone skills. So like I said, I, I, I may be I going back this far to two thousand one here may be a little much, but for me that's basically when it, you know, really hit home. Thanks, RJ. Person. Just because I noticed we got a special guest referee in this match. And RJ, I noticed your background. Do you want to take maybe two seconds and talk to us a little bit about maybe what your background represents and uh, anything? Oh, sure. Let me, let, me, let me get out of the way first. You don't want to look at my ugly face. Cheap pop, so, cheap pop, cheap pop. Might, might as well. So it's called uh, Reffing It Up. Uh, it's going to be launching on March 23rd week before WrestleMania, myself and former WWE, NWA referee and current Impact professional wrestling referee, Brian Hebner. Uh, we'll be narrowing down. We're going to be discussing um, one specific wrestler each and every week. Get his opinions on it. We're also going to have a segment where he'll actually tell everybody what he would have gone through if he was a referee, everything from the day of the day before getting to the venue, talking to the guys, trying to figure out what's going to happen. Um, so definitely looking forward to sitting down with him within the next couple weeks to record the first episode. Um, you can follow it over on, on the Twitter gimmick at ref. Uh, I got, I got to look at, it. I already forgot about it. Um, <laughs> Always subscribed. At Ruffin It Up on Twitter and Instagram. Um, took a leap of faith here and, and uh, shot, shot my shot and it worked out. And really looking forward to it. Um, we're uh, go over iTunes and Spotify. We're already on that. Um, so go over there, subscribe, and uh, follow uh, follow this great journey. That uh, He's got a lot of good stories. Uh, and, and for those of you that recognize that name, he is the son of Soon to be, I, he should be a damn Hall of Famer, um, Earl Hebner. Maybe Earl. Congrats. Very, oh, very excited you. for you, RJ. Big fan of the work that you and JD do as well. Great to see you getting back in that interview role as well. I know you love that. So just wanted to give you a chance to shout that out. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Shane McMahon goes over. <clears throat> and and as I, what, I think is, <clears throat> what I think was an underrated match. I, I, it's, I still love that match. Yeah, um, the, street, the street fight, Frank. You love the street fight. The with with Vincent with Shane. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. It, do you prefer Frank? Do you prefer that one or his street fight with Kurt at King of the Ring? I know they're both different. Oh God! Just, just curious to make you pick them. Pick one. Well, uh, I'm gonna go with Kurt because that that those yeah. the glass the glass spots were really cool. But when you talk about a McMahon street Vince McMahon street fight, I'm obviously partial to the one he had with Sean at WrestleMania. No, no, between the two, between the two matches, between Vince and Shane at Mania that year, or Kurt and Kurt oh, and um, the Kurt one, the Kurt one, uh, Kurt and Shane at King of the Ring later in June. Of those two, which do you prefer? Oh, Kurt, the Kurt, the Kurt match. I love this match too. I think with the the Linda storyline is what what I, I like because first of all, her acting was pretty damn good because that that girl didn't blink once until she stood up. So I don't know how the hell she pulled that off. Yeah, Bracket. that was amazing. 
she's she's sad now. Yeah, someone's mm. sad. So, uh, Coach, how about you? What was the last like storyline-driven thing in wrestling that 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 really got you? The one that got me off thinking about this current stuff doesn't do it. They don't give it enough time. I mean, That's they true. get through some stories in WWE in a month and in AEW three months, so I don't get into the stories. They're just quick entertainment. Last one for me would be the two-year run between Cena and The Rock when they were going yeah. at it. Mm-hmm. That was a good that story. That was a great story. That was a great story, Coach. Anthony, I don't remember you? what numbers they were, but they were back-to-back. 28-29. There is a story. There is a story I loved a lot. It was, I forget what year it was, and forgive me, at my age, I sometimes forget the years. It was when John Cena had, quote-unquote, no path to WrestleMania. He lost at the Royal Rumble. He lost at the Fatal Five-Way. He got beat heading into some Raw match. He had no path, and he was going to go to WrestleMania as a fan. And he challenged The Undertaker. And for and I and for five weeks straight, he went out there and called out the Undertaker. And I'm of course as a Monday Night Raw viewer, I'm expecting the lightning on the last week. I'm expecting the lightning to hit Undertaker to come out and ch- and, and accept the challenge, but never happened. Cena shows up at WrestleMania. It was the WrestleMania where Asuka and Charlotte wrestled. Thirty four in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania thirty four in New Orleans. Orleans back in. Okay. Okay. John, you were there. And I was at you know, WrestleMania. Go ahead, Anthony. Somebody shows up and tells Cena, he's here, he's here, he's here. He comes, Cena comes out in his gear, and it's Elias. And Cena just beats the hell out of Elias. All right, fine, whatever. As he's walking back, the goddamn Undertaker hat, gloves, and jacket are in the ring. Mm-hmm. And they do a three-minute match. And that was worth the price of admission alone, as far as I was concerned. No. That's an awesome that was, match. I, that was a great story. That's an awesome match, and I'll tell you what, I highly recommend people check out The Last Ride, the second episode on Peacock. Yes. It was a great, fantastic detail about that match, and even about the prep for the match and getting it set up. And I remember that storyline, too, and I thought every week, like you, Anthony, oh, he's going to show up this week. And he does yep. And he doesn't. And it, it worked. It completely was the best storytelling you ever had. I had not, I, on Facebook, I was going like, God, I just would write, God damn it, say dot, 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 something. I had non wrestling fans saying, like, who? What? What's going on? Who said nothing? I had, I had non wrestling fans on my, on my Facebook feed going, What's going on? Please tell me. So I told them, and they're like, "Oh my god!" It's just... I there was a there was a couple of people that were interested in WrestleMania because of that alone. T. Rob, how about you? What was the last storyline that kind of grabbed you? Well, I was out for like eighteen years, so I missed a whole lot of that stuff. But I like I like the ones from our era. You know, this era that we're watching here. I like. Uh, when they keep going back and forth with each other, the whole thing between uh, The Rock and Triple H, I watched that on YouTube. Yeah. It took like three and a half hours to watch all of it, and that mm-hmm. kind of caught me up, and I realized how long they feuded. So yeah. those long-term things, to me, like the other guys here, really grab you. 
and suck you in and they have a chance to keep going back for another bite at the apple if you will so i like that <laughs> t-rob yeah it's cool t-rob wasn't watching but bear in mind he was injecting his right thumb with steroids <laughs> performance enhancing drugs he was cheating he was i i don't want to say it out loud but i'm gonna, i'm going to accuse you in front of the whole world, in front of the 50, 60, 70, 80, 90,000 people who watch this, you cheated, my friend. You cheated me out of the hand of Amy. Ooh. Because a of rebuttal. steroids. A rebuttal. Yes, please. Fine, a rebuttal, fine. It was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it again, damn it. Oh my Here God. is your winner. <laughs> <laughs> King of the Amy Mountain, T-Rob. That was great. Second, second best promo that's ever been cut on me on this show ever. <laughs> and by the way, Frank, I got something for you. Wow. I got something for you. I got something for you and for all of the top guy theaters. In a couple of months, I am going to put out there a fundraiser. Man, not a GoFundMe, but sort of like maybe a GoFundMe for... Of whatever Hasbro Children's Hospital here in Rhode Island. Yep. And Frank Frank knows how wonderful they are. I do. I have been accused, wrongly, I might add, of being bald. The hey, God listen, asshole. Listen, asshole. Bald is beautiful. No. Age is but a number. No. no, no. And you are a high number. If you have not listened. If you have not listened to the Lady Frost Victor Benjamin episode, it was epic. The guy, Victor, I, I thought nothing of Victor Benjamin before that night. He cut an epic promo on me and accused me of being bald. Let me put it this right now, right now, here and now. Starting in July, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a fundraiser on my Twitter and Listen, oh, floor is mine. Twitter on my Facebook and and Twitter. If I can raise two thousand dollars between July first and August seventeenth, okay, I'm going to prove Victor Benjamin correct. I'm going to let my barber shave this thing oh clean, God. clean. If I raise two thousand dollars. For Hasbro Children's Hospital, I will shave this bad boy. And guys, all you on YouTube, take a look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus it. Look at this hair. None of, nobody. Denovius, you're a bald mother bleeper. RJ, you're bald as hell. Frank, you, you do this. Coach, take the hat off. Come on, Coach, take the goddamn hat off. Yeah, He's gonna have you. are bald. Yeah, I'll take it off. I'll take it off. The flesh, put it flesh colored yarmulke. <laughs> if on August the 17th, my birthday on August 17th, 2022, if that thing has raised $2,000 for the Hasbro Children's Hospital, I will go live and let my barber take this hair completely off. So Victor Benjamin will be correct. That I'm bald, mm. it'll be voluntary. I'll do it. I'll put the post up uh, coming up in May. I will do that. 
But for two thousand dollars to Hasbro Children's, I'm going bald. I mean, let's let's hey, see. My dog today. My wife shaved my dog. Hey. Bald. Hey. Well, your dog hey, is a I got bad news for you. What? You're already ten percent taken care of. What? I'll put it down ten percent right now. All you gotta do is collect ninety percent. One thing I have Fine. to say to it. One thing I have to say too, Anthony, while you're talking about all your charitable causes, I do have to say, you know, we joke around and have a lot of fun on this show, but you are one of the most giving and involved individuals in your community. And I think it's wonderful and commendable, all, all the work that you do, you know, especially around the holidays, you do a lot of things for your community and it's fantastic. Hey, for this. Uh, as, soon as, Mike's, as soon as Money Mike starts praising me, he, you, he, the whole thing craps out. Start over, <laughs> I mean, please, Mike. <laughs> let me go ahead and interrupt you. He let me tell you how how good of a guy Anthony is. Like we knew each other barely through AFS, right? When I had my big coronavirus deal when I was in the hospital, he made sure that my family was fed two nights. He called and ordered them food. I mean that that couldn't speak volume of his character. I don't know what does. You know, I thank you amazing. to coach you and know John what? for organizing and getting you can thank twice. Coach organized that. Food. Coach organized I that. I got a I got a pirate hero story. Now that's a group I, uh, I appreciate everyone that gave. My um, I live in I live in Midlothian, Texas, a little small town just right outside of Dallas. We have a town to the ever. right of us. Uh, we have a town to the right of us of Mansfield, Texas. I tried to sign my kid up for basketball. I don't. They didn't have anything in Midlothian. They didn't have anything in Wasahatchee, don't you go left of us. So I looked to the right and I looked and I looked, I typed in Mansfield Youth Basketball Association. And lo and behold, Maiba has a website. I signed my kid up immediately. It's the day of his first practice. They sent me an email. They're talking about the school. I'm Googling, I'm Apple mapping, I'm doing it all. I can't find the school because I didn't sign my kid up for Mansfield, Texas youth basketball. I signed him up for Mansfield, Massachusetts youth oh. basketball. Oh my God. So, That's a hell of a commute. Which is, yeah. which is 20, so, which is 20 minutes from my front door. So I asked Anthony in the Wolfpack chat, Anthony, how far are you from Mansfield, Massachusetts? And he says, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. So I, can, now, I, can, I can walk there in three hours. Now, I don't want to be cheap, so I don't want to lose my $119. So we've been flying to, to, Mansfield, or to Providence, Rhode Island, every year. Uh, Every Friday, so my kid could go to basketball, uh, and we've been staying at Anthony's house. So just worth it, baby. Anthony again for all this, all this hospitality. T-Rock, as, as he is just a, the salt of the earth. I appreciate that. I, I apologize for all the loud noises my wife makes while you're there, <laughs> while we are making love. Oh God! Of course, the loud noises are <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you done yet, Mother Bleeper? Don't make. Uh, you guys are missing a hell of a match here. I know. I this show's off the rails, Frank. This show's off the rails. We love it. Code. Code. Wait, we had rails? Wait, we had rails before? Oh, yeah, hey, everyone says hi, babe. 
Hi, babe. Hi, babe. Right, there, real quick, there's another. There's okay. another spot. Here she is. Here's Miss uh, Lynette. Hey, Miss Rose. Hey. Hello, sweetheart. Anthony, you're the best Lynn in this group. Mine left. Why are you so dark? Look at how bright everybody else is. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, I can put the flashlight on. All right. Coach does his best. Coach, is it? Dark anyways. Coach, Ah, there we go. Yeah, how are we going to look at that sexy Say with Conrad shirt if it's dark? It's the same way. We're going He's just a sexy mark. Sexy mark. <laughs> sexy mark. Damn, you're oh, wow, screaming. What did you guys think he of this particular match? Right. So I, I have a thought with it's just which match they Frank? don't get a lot of credit which to match? the Dudley what? boys in this because you're gonna get Matt and Jeff doing the high spots, editing Christian, same sort of thing. The Dudley boys, I think, watching it, I've seen this multiple times, obviously, uh, much like a lot of you, but I think the Dudley boys here are the rig generals calling this match. Absolutely. I agree. Mm. 100%. Because, Who and, doesn't and give them credit? Are you talking about the, the commentators the or critics or what? I'm sorry? Are you talking about commentary or like critics in general or what? That doesn't give them credit. I just everybody, really. I just think yeah, you know, and, and I agree with you on that. They don't get enough credit for back their, their, like, I, I don't know how to say it, but as far as their uh, calling it, calling matches in the ring, obviously Devon is a producer and all for WWE, so that goes to perfect example. But uh, Bubba Ray is just, you know, he's got a lot of slack for being one of those bully race, so to speak. Oh, God, but, I see what you did there. They don't. They don't really get enough credit for being those ring generals, because you hear a lot of people calling single stars a ring general, like a Triple H, like a Ric Flair, like a Seth Rollins, like an AJ Styles. But you never hear anybody consider a tag team ring generals. Any one of these teams, if it wasn't for, you take one of these teams out of the WWE at this time, the tag team division would have been shit. That's a fantastic yeah, point. These are the three. These are the three that really put it because there's only so many times you can have the Hardys versus any combination of it going against each other. You take one of those out, you're screwed. Right. John, I agree because if you listen back to John, oh, Alba, you know when he was on that one upper debate when they were talking about between Edge and Christian, the Hardys and the Douglas. Sure. To me, it's all day. It's the Douglas. I mean. <laughs> the stuff that they had, I mean, they were together for so long. I mean, three, you know, two different promotions, and they won titles more than any of them did, you know, together. Right. Now, individually or whatever, I mean, but still, their tech, their psychology of the matches and the way they put their bodies But, but it, you I mean, also have to – Take into account, Denovius, too, is they didn't do it just in WWE. They did oh, it in mm-hmm. ECW. They did it in New Japan. They did it in Impact. They did it um Germany. They did it in Mexico. They did it all over the world. Yep. And they exactly. adapted their style yep. every time to yep. exactly. whatever promotion exactly. they were in. So I, yep. I, I'm a huge fan of them. And I think the other thing is when they finally yep. did the split in 2010, 2011, and you got the Bully Ray character, my gosh, what a phenomenal singles run he had. And even Devon, the stuff of Aces and Apes, which is a Top Guy Theater Archive episode. With Eric Bischoff. Uh, 
it's a, I just think the work that they did was fantastic. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you love the Dudleys, if you love the Dudleys, go into the archives of Ring of Honor not too long ago. Uh, the Briscoes against Gorillas of Destiny for the ROH Tag Team titles in a ladder match. Uh, it was a pay-per-view. I forget what it was. Lita, hello, Lita. Phenomenal huh? match. Guess what? Wait, wait. Guess what Andy, they did? You, you know what Andy, they did that night? Lita. What? Lita, shut up. Lita. Oh, Lita. Oh, Lita. Sorry. Sorry. God, I would sniff her panties for like, God. <laughs> Okay, another time. And that's why I did that, Frank. You're welcome. I want. I want to eat. I want to eat her panties. He just. Oh God. Lita Conrana. Sorry. Oh, that'd be great. Twisting whale tail. I don't care who you are. You cannot take that bump. Good. Oh, show the thong. Show the thong. Did you guys? Did you guys see when Christian fell from the ladder all the way to the floor? Did you guys? Oh my God. You can't. There's no way to prepare for that. That's His legs did not say that that was the right way to do that as he was going down. So I want it real quick. I wanted, to make, I wanted to make light of something, you know, um, Anthony, that's, you know, the charity. Yeah. Thing, two grand to shave your head. But do y'all remember what I did for six hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah it was hard. Oh, God. You... Jesus. Christ. Frank, oh! I swear to God. Oh! Frank, I swear. Frank, I swear to God, when my wife, when my wife is not, when my wife's not DTF, I show that picture. I got I, I get lucky, like you wouldn't believe. Jesus Christ! Twenty nine nights a month. It's overexposure, Frank. He's exposing your gimmick. I got to, I got to delete that picture out. Like I said. Oh God! $2,000, and I'm going bald to prove Victor Benjamin correct. I'm trying to... I'm that was so me. much fun. That was so much fun. Wait, I'm a that was, I got people... The funny thing is... Everybody knows. I got people DMing me. I got people DMing me asking me if I'm mad about the promo that um, the Savage Gentleman cut on me. God, no, that was freaking awesome! Dude, that was amazing. Would, Anthony, I would suggest, did you see his match with Cardona? Yeah. Oh, my NWA, God. Yes, I did. If anybody, I'm an NWA. I'm an NWA mock. I, I love it. If anybody that, that does not know who Anthony is talking about, I'm sorry, Frank. I'm taking your thunder right, maybe. But go go over, find it, YouTube, fight.tv, wherever. Check out that NWA. I think it was like a couple weeks yeah. ago. Check out yeah. Savage yep. Gentleman. Um, Victor Benjamin taking on the NWA heavyweight champion Matt Cardona, absolutely phenomenal. At, at Car Cardona wasn't quite the champion yet. Oh no, he was. No, he won it like the next that weekend or something. We we recorded with them on February. Yeah. 16th. his match with him was the night before. Okay, okay, but that guy's okay. that guy surprised me, and that guy surprised me in ways I was not ready to be surprised. I thought again. Victor, she was the star. I didn't think he could talk worth a lick. Man, he was awesome. When I realized, I just leaned into it, let him do his thing. 
He was phenomenal. My God, well, that guy! Is, that guy will be two guys that do not like heights hanging from a belt. They both. They're both afraid. Yeah. Of oh God! Yeah. yeah. Yep. Devon was even. Devon was terrified. D, you want to comment on Devon's fear of heights? Because <laughs> I'm black. I. I. I <laughs> no. Because you have a fear of heights, obviously. No, I Racist. don't. I'm not you talking to all D? the way black. No, I don't fear heights. I fear cops. I, no, don't be, you be, don't say a god don't say a goddamn word about Genovius. Thank you, Blair. I, I love Denovius for the mere fact that I love Denovius for the mere fact that I can say I have a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you oh pay him your most of Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But you gotta have you gotta say this afterwards. Only on days that end with Y. Say What's that? Say again. <laughs> only on days that end with Y. Yes. Frank after Oh god, yes. Oh, here's here's the spear. Here's the spear. Here's the spear. Oh. God oh, freaking oh, mighty. Michael, what'd you say? For the I said one more. When we're done filming, I want to go over just a few pointers, but I've got a list. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, before, Mike. Just before it hits Patreon. Yeah, this is going to get you. For the record, I completely love Denovius. He is one of the greatest men I've ever talked to in my life. Before I get canceled, I love you. Mwah. We're not, you're, not getting Peace. you're not getting canceled. It's Likewise, another project. Man, nothing nothing to do with you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just realized this Thanks for spending real quick. your Saturday money, night Mike. <laughs> money, Mike. I'm still yeah. coming for that title of yours. I'll let you know right money, now. Money, money, that money, thumb money, war, money. that paper rock Which, scissors match we got on fight. The one you posted on uh, what was the um, TNA one? I think you had. Uh, you I had posted. You I forget. Wait, which title? Sorry, you cut out. I think it was the TNA one that you had. You posted in on. Oh yes, yes. The, I love that. I that's my favorite hey, title I have. That's actually. Fight TV. I'll say it, that's the one I'll never. That's, fight TV. That's the one I'll never part with. Rock paper scissors match. I'm coming for that title. I I'll tell title. you the truth. That's that's the one I'll never part with because it's priceless. Because grandmother got it for me, and she was a huge wrestling fan, and she all that that, that that you can't put a price tag on that. I hear you, man. I hear you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask it. I just want to win. <laughs> I want to buy it over. It's a it's hey, new one. I, when I, we I, were talking about I, tag I, teams I, earlier, when we were talking about tag teams uh, earlier, you guys were talking about uh, RJ. You talked about the Dudley not uh, getting their just due. I want sure. to circle back to what uh, Money Mike was talking about and with the Dudley. Uh, with like guys like FCR and AEW, the Dudleys now, uh, well, back then in 2001, they brought relevancy to guys like the Hardys, got you know, that were high flyers and stunt guys. You brought a legitimacy that made uh, that made it look real and made you want to believe that, that anybody can win. And that's where the you know that's how the uh, Dudleys would do it. That's what FDR is doing now, and so uh, I think that's really good. Great point. So mm -hmm. uh, real quick, guys, Edge and Christian go over in this match. New tag team champions. You have oh no, that's the eighty six. 
Is that the 80? No, that's not the 86 Hogan. That's the one that she had, right? Shaky baby! I'm gonna yeah. humble you, Frank Burrow, and fucking ass! Okay. Yes. <clears throat> there it is. This is, this is my prize possession. Uh, Time code. Real quick, we're going to move to the final two matches of the show. We're going to two hours, 35 minutes even for Undertaker, Triple H, and Stone Cold and Rock. You said two hours what? Two hours, 35 minutes. Thank you. 35, 35, 35, 35. You know, the commentary during the gimmick battle royal with Bobby the Brain was just amazing. It's a shame that we're not watching it. No, they actually, if you if you go back and you, you hear a lot of the stories, rumor innuendo, both him and uh, Gene were very nervous coming back to this because they didn't know if these fans would remember him, them. And looking, watching it now, it's like, it's like that old, that old Ric Flair promo from 92 with a tear in my eye. Because you, you, you go back to when each and every one of us were that, that X amount years old when you first saw Bobby Heenan, when you first saw Mean Gene Oakland, whether it be WWF for most of us or AWA for Tony when he saw him in 1972. Uh, but um, regardless, it, it's, it's just it, it's great to talk about now. Uh, so real quick, is everybody at two hours thirty-five? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Hang on. Well, we'll do it. We'll do a quick countdown. Un momento, por favor. Yeah, two hours. Oh, you said two thirty-five. Oh my god! Don't say that word. Sorry. Excuse me. I apologize. Oh, right. Yeah. On. Don't be surprised if I go back and bleep that one, John. You're fine. That's, that's cancel culture right there. Well, I, I do have a knee with down. I do have a knee down syndrome, so you know, not the same thing. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the era where that word was. Do you just have a yep. keg or what, Pyres? Well, you know, I live. I live kind of near Frank, but as a Rhode Islander, I, you know, forty minutes is a long way. Frank has the single greatest brewery living near him, so about every now. about once about once a month, I will drive up there and get myself about shorter bucks worth of uh, gray sale. <laughs> um, Include and by the way, you spend enough money, you get the free glass. Uh, so real quick, everyone's ready. We're gonna go in three. Yep. Two, one, play, and uh, as they like to say in the show, this is Motorhead, and we're going to kick your ass. Track it. Anybody ever oh. seen Motorhead live? Lemmy! Has anybody ever seen anybody else sing into a microphone like that? Can you hear this? No. Where's the, um, what match are we on? We're Motorhead, and we're going to kick your ass. By the way, when Motorhead played live, that's literally what Lemmy would say. We're Motorhead, and we're going to kick your ass. Can you hear that okay? Molly head. What happened to Money Mike? Oh, there he is. I thought he left with the working girl. 
Money Mike, what up, brother? What's the minutes? What's the track? Sorry, I was on the okay. I was on mute. Okay, Money Mike, here's a question me. to you. Oh three. Which uh hey, which band hey, gave the best Mike, WrestleMania you, uh, entrance? I would think this one. This is one of the best. I I love I love Motorhead. I love that. Internet. God Almighty, yes, Motorhead. Triple H always had the best entrances at WrestleMania. He planned them. They were because he always had Motorhead. You're, he had good entrances, and then he spit the water out in the air. Just because I love you. It's reputation entrance for Ronda Rousey at the um, loved it. Loved that one. I thought it was. Yeah, fantastic. I love. I think it. I love Joan Jett. Love Joan Jett. Just the fact they let her, and you know, and you know what I enjoyed too was for Rock Cena, which we talked about, and we're going to talk about in a few minutes. WrestleMania 28 again, because Undertaker and Triple H would have their best WrestleMania match there. But if you remember, for Rock and Cena, they each got their own unique entrances. Rock got Flow Rida's Good Feeling, and John Cena got Machine Gun Kelly, and I thought both of those were excellent live performance i think the integration of the celebrities to wrestlemania has been fantastic since the beginning but the ronda rousey one just stay, stands out in my mind i wonder if they'll do that again this yep. year even though we all know what's going to happen this they year. should we all know what's going to happen mm-hmm. they should it's going to be the end of the cinderella story for ronda oh. rousey because the truth queen miserable charlotte flair is going to reign supreme and ronda rousey is going to be tapping out within moments there it is. I was waiting for. I was waiting for that. I was waiting. Apparently, for that. I need to get a character and just talk about it once. Big money, Mike. No offense, but uh, this is a rumor. This is, there's a rumor. Big money, Mike. I don't want to make you feel bad. There's a rumor going around that uh, Charlotte Flair has a thing for uh, this guy right here. I heard the rumor. I heard the rumor and innuendo. Of course, I started the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, you're, so wait a minute, you're Michael Scott, is what you're saying. He starts rumors in the office. So. Well, well, you know, well, well, you know Anthony, that you know Anthony, that that she would just be. I guess she the would casino be, you know, the Tom Brady in your life. You, you know, you know, you know what would happen, Anthony, is you guys are the New England in her eyes, the New England Patriots, and I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She may start with you, but she's going to retire with me. <laughs> oh. oh. Michael, that was fucking Slip you! Look at this! I hate oh you're freaking Oh 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 I now but Damn you Money Mike! Damn you every, so everybody that is, is uh is um you know either pulling the earphones out or walking away from the TV or whatnot. That screaming, um I heard that the entire walk to Gillette Stadium uh the entire way uh, uh yeah yeah so, so that is um not just exclusive to this show and and i frank have you have you frank have you ever had a better tailgate than that day that was one of the, some of the best first I had. every first i cooked dinner first i cooked dinner for you and then you went to my sister's tailgate yeah, where we gave you the Ooh. finest wine, the finest whiskey, the finest steak tips. Ah, oh! it was it was a great day. Besides the hey. result of the game. Hey, I gotta jump in here oh, real so- quick. Um, 
I just saw on Twitter, it was tweeted out that Miss Charlotte uh, Flair has the hots for Anthony. You heard it first exclusive. It's right there. They just tweeted that out on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately. Twitter don't lie! Twitter don't lie. They get a hold of him if they get a sundial because he's so goddamn old. Oh, my God. <sighs> Mark, the, Mark the biker has just made it to the ring. I, I, I will tell everybody this and every Here's the biker undertaker right here. Hey, can I ask a I question of the, the group? Gimmick, and I'm so glad he went back to it for the Boneyard match. I thought that works. So oh, yeah. Well. That's, yeah. Oh, that's Boneyard Undertaker. Up. And again, you opened it, which devalues, devaluizes it or whatever. Kind of I like to play with them. I don't Can I ask matches. a question of the group? Behind me, behind yeah, me is please, all Anthony, all ask, ask your question. You know, we uh, it's we're thirty seven WrestleManias and we're all friggin' nutty fans. Has anybody? How many of you guys have attended a WrestleMania? I've Frank, I'll start with you. I have not. What, Rosie? What you? Six weeks. Phoenix, two thousand ten. The best match there was the uh, Shawn Michaels yep. retirement match. They're undertaking yep. number two. Hell to the yes. RJ, what about not. you? I have not. Did obvious? A bunch of pussies. Oh yeah, been uh, quite a few of them. Give me your best. Give me your best memory. Um, hey, wake up, jackass! He's talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, boy. Yeah. Wow, boy. Uh, <laughs> edit that out. I'd say the most one I've been to was probably. Um, I like the one in Houston we went to. Uh, are, you, are, you, are we finishing it up? Or? The one in Houston the second time. The Houston back in 2009. The first Undertaker, the first Undertaker show much? The first one. Yeah, the first one. Yep, yep. How about you, T-Rob? Nope. I'm poor. <laughs> Hickson, what do you got? <laughs> well, I'm red. How about so you? I've been the four. Did you just put up a which ones? Which ones? Which ones? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I went to I went to twenty five uh, down horsemen. there in Houston. Um, I went to uh, thirty two here in Dallas, and then Denovius and I went and traveled to Orlando for thirty three, and then went to New Orleans for thirty four. Orlando, nice, we, nice. So, I went three to four. Last time I was in Orlando, we I was picking up Van Dick. Does any big man hit the ropes better than Taker? How about you, Big Bunny Mike? I I actually have not attend. I've attended several pay per views, but never a WrestleMania. That's definitely on the list of things that I want to do. It'll have to wait a few years until I either retire or make a career path change because right now WrestleMania always falls in April. And uh, that is my busy season for work. So it is definitely on hold, but it's something I'd love to do if I, after I retire or, again, if I ever make a career path change. I, I, uh, when you retire, Mike, Mike, you're 26 years old. you got about 40 years left before you retire. But he acts like an old man. Give him some credit. I do. He, look, he looks like one, too. Yeah, I got the receding hairline, see? Oh, Christ. No. It keeps going. I've oh, literally, I've literally been to a lot of the big, like the big four. I've been to Survivor Series, yep. SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, but never Mania. 
I've never I've never been to a SummerSlam, and Frank, I'm doing that this year. Uh, I'm going to my second SummerSlam. What, are you, Anthony? Are you going to be there too? I'm planning. I'm probably going down to Nashville as well because that's actually you know what's funny about that day. That day, um, SummerSlam falls on. That's my birthday. I'm a, then fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy you a Diet Coke at SummerSlam. <laughs> In wow. one of the my, 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 football stadiums in the league, mind, mind you. What day is it? Saturday. It's the last weekend in July. Saturday, July 30th. Uh, usually it's in August around my birthday. So I don't know yeah, they, they changed it. August 7th. Oh, Mike, you, Mike, you going to be there? Mike, you're being there? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I might. I've made plans that will just kind of depend on how stuff shakes out, but I'm planning on – Attending that one, the only yeah, that's the plan. I mean, things can always change, but I'm planning on it for right now. That I, I will, I will buy you your first drink. I'll buy your first legal oh. drink. Oh, I've had drink. Are you? You're, you're gonna talk to my agent, coach, and see be, if I'm, I'm gonna be twenty. I've had drinks before. I'm gonna be twenty-seven. That was a joke about your relative lack of liquor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you're you're right. Liquor, I don't, I don't even know. Uh. I don't. I actually don't drink. I don't care for the taste. I don't care for the taste of alcohol. FYI, I love the taste of alcohol. This is the first time. It's because you're not tasting it. You're lucky, Mike. You're lucky. That the Undertaker looked legitimately like he could have gotten beat, and Triple H would have been would have been a great opponent to have beaten them because this is before they were acknowledging the streak. Yeah. That, yep. yeah, that Triple H was like the first legitimate the f- one. The following year, Mike 18, was the first year they actually yeah, the said really it's coming. See, when he attacked the ref, he should well, have Well, the first off. time Taker really acknowledged the streak is a year later. If you remember after Ric Flair, he counts the 10 fingers. I was 10, at that uh, show. I was at that one. In 2002. How many of you there, I've been to four, 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 eleven, fourteen, and eighteen. My, I, 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 my father, my father told me, if, yeah, my father told me if I got good grades, I could go to uh, WrestleMania four in Atlantic City, but I flunked out of Algebra one, but he took me anyway. Um, eleven, four, eleven. What's that? Eleven. That was a great day. I still would have done the same. Great day. <laughs> I ru- at WrestleMania eleven. True story. WrestleMania eleven. I ruined the lives of about a hundred people because I got to remember. Remember in the old days when Ticketmaster had like uh, offices at like department stores. Yeah, I yep. Means yeah. I used to go to Macy's. Oh, yeah, they still have. Macy's. I guess they uh, Macy's. Macy's. I remember J.C. Penney. Yep, J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney. Yep. I'm at the Emerald Square Mall in Attleboro, Massachusetts, and I got to I got there about six thirty in the morning for WrestleMania 11 tickets. And first in line, I'm standing there, I'm waiting, and about. Over the course of the day, about 100 people lined up in back of me because they had wristbands for REM. And they were pissed off at me because they're like, we're first in line. No, you're not first in line. You're first in line for REM tickets with your wristbands. I'm here for WrestleMania. And I got my eight tickets to WrestleMania. By the t- I hate to say this, by the time I was done with the line... They were completely sold out of REM tickets in both oh. Providence, Mansfield, and Hartford. 
I ruined lives. That's the picture. I, I always thought my... I always thought my... Honestly, I always thought my wife and children were the only lives I would truly ruin. Where did you sit at WrestleMania 11? I was front row in the second section, right above where uh, TLC sang, What a man, what a man, what a man, what a body could TLC never sang. Bam, this. bam, you're going to get slammed. Yeah. <laughs> LT you know is so a funny, When you brought man. that memory up, Anthony, it reminded me of all the times we used to go to Raw. We were trying to get tickets yep. for Raw. And been that long ass line wrapped around JD yep. Penny's building at at the Park Mall, John. Like <laughs> it's before yeah. I met so my cousin. My cousin worked at that Ticketmaster, and I asked mm. her to get me tickets. So she was the first. So while everybody was standing in line, you know, waiting, she clicked. She would click off and get me the first two right off the bat. I sat front row, camera side at a Monday Night Raw because she's like, "Oh, this is just test tickets," and then put them to the side. So I never had to stand in the line. She just gave me those tickets. It was the best seat I ever had. That is cool. You bastard, you. <laughs> for, for which show? Which That's show? Awesome. Which show, Hickson? It was a Monday Night Raw that came to Dallas. Yep. I literally, every time they walked past, I was camera angle right there in the corner. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't miss me. It was unbelievable. See, we it's, always used to joke. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it probably was 98. It was probably 98. If I had to think about it, that probably was 1998. So when my oh, family okay. and I would, yeah. when my family and I would go, we always, um, we would sit. Uh, we always were pretty much ringside, but we were always the side, like whatever side they chose to film, we were the other side. So you're very, very rare. It'd be fun, and I'll tell you what, I don't know about you guys, but I love the the house show matches as well. Like I love going yep. to house shows just as much as the, and I'll tell you a match I got to see. And I know Frank's heard the story and I think I've told it on top guy theater, but I saw my very first wrestling event was June 13th, 2009 in Hershey, Pennsylvania at the giant center. And one of the matches that night, I think it was the one before intermission was Ricky steamboat, the hall of famer versus some young upstart kid named drew Galloway. Wonder what ever happened to him, but that was a, that was an awesome, like, 30-minute match. Yeah. I mean, what was a thrill for me was to see Steamboat wrestle Jericho at Backlash 09. So, oh, yeah, because you went you went to the pay-per-view. That, yeah. that actually, Frank, to me, is low-key. You can make the case that's one of the best post-WrestleMania pay-per-views ever because of the yeah, it was great. great thing. Christian winning the title. And... um. The Jericho big, big had show, the Edge uh, Cena match as well was phenomenal. Yeah, the last uh, man standing one. Yeah, well, I remember uh, Big Show. Pyrus, you were there for that, right? I was at the uh, got. Well, I was at Picasso's Pizza and Pub with a group of friends. I did not go to that show. Oh shit! We had great, we had great, great, great seats for that show. It was. I just remember the like, like when Cena got put through that spotlight. <laughs> so what the. That was just. Yeah, yep. I mean, I've Where seen was this? Really great. This was Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, it was uh, Backlash 09. Providence. Yeah, we're going. I mean, Anthony, we're going another Backlash in May, aren't we? I love. Hell to the yes! Hell to the yes! And I'd love to get fun. everybody opinion on this. As we're watching a WrestleMania show, what do you think about adding the WrestleMania time back? Calling it WrestleMania. Mike, you- I love it. 
Like, I love the WrestleMania back. You're cutting out a little bit, bud. You, what did you say? Mike, you, 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 uh, you cut oh, out. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, uh, while we're talking about WrestleMania and Backlash, what do you think about adding the WrestleMania tagline to Backlash? Because I love it. Like, I think it makes sense. It gives a little more credibility and value to the pay-per-view. I know yeah. some people don't like it. I, I agree. I really like it. I see, John, you're shaking your head. You don't like I it? I disagree. No, I mean, Backlash is its own thing. I mean, we get it. It's, 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 uh, they're building it from WrestleMania. But you don't have to dumbify it down and make it WrestleMania back, Backlash. Just calling it Backlash was good enough because, it, you know, it, it can stand on its own. It doesn't need to rehash what we already saw last month. There's no WrestleMania was the climax of it all. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you get a, a decent amount of WrestleMania rematches. See, but I'll Most tell you the one. I'll tell you what annoys me more than say putting WrestleMania with that. I hated in two thousand nine when they and this is where WrestleMania seventeen as well because one of the best matches on WrestleMania seventeen was the TLC the tables, ladders, chairs match. But I hated in two thousand nine when they started calling pay per views after match types like. Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell. I always thought oh, yeah. you shouldn't base them around a match type because when you do that, you pigeonhole yourself that you have to have that kind of match. Oh, and how about how about calling them? Premium Couldn't agree rivals? more with you, Michael. Couldn't Pre- agree more. PLEs, baby. How about calling I, the, them premium live premium, the live, premium event. live event? Doesn't, doesn't bother. It really doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> Well, technically, I mean, technically, they're, they, well, you they can't call them pay per view anymore. So, I mean, they're not pay per views anymore. They are. Yeah, I actually that. think it was good. I think changing the terminology was good. I think it's good terminology. Speaking of pay per view, I did order the next AEW Revolution, which I can't wait for, and I ordered it old school on my um, satellite. Oh my god! I'll be there. You guys think of MJF's promo? Coach is putting me in his bag in his uh, suitcase, so I'll be there too. What did you say, John? Were you going to ask about yeah, MJF? I said, I, I said, what did you guys think of that MJF promo? That that was awesome uh, on Wednesday. It tugged at uh, my he, heart. He cried, right? He cried. There was something wrong well, with Because yeah. I had no, I had no idea. I mean, we were there, so I had no idea that he was crying. We, I couldn't. They didn't. What was the reaction in the arena? See, Cody reminded me of something because I posed the question, you know, does this make MJF now? To me, he could, you could make the argument it was a double turn. MJF's the baby face, punks the heel, but somebody brought up a good point. They said, don't forget MJF. And this, I think it's legitimate, was professionally trained as an actor. So he might have been acting with that, and that might be what we see, but it was a very, if it was acting, it was very good. And it was. Okay. So. Let me be one the, of the best promos and maybe the best since Punk came back. So let me be that that other guy, the optimist about this whole situation with MJF. I don't, I didn't really get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, not not get it. I mean him so much. Like I think that he tries so hard to be that heel guy, and it's just like you're not like to me. Baron Corbin. Somebody asked me who was like one of the, the ultimate heel. Baron Corbin. Seriously, I mean, since he came in there, everybody hated him. I mean, he plays that character, MJF. Up until Wednesday was, I'm just like ah, he just he's trying so hard. But I, after Wednesday, that legitified him for me. Like I mean, that right there, 
the way he came in there, like, and I don't care if it was an acting or whatever. I kind of felt like it was not acting at parts. It had to be some part of the truth in it, but I, that promo I was agree. amazing. But I, I, can I, let me, let me, let me weigh in. Let me weigh in real quick. The one thing that bothered me about CM Punk said was he said, to me, it was just another Friday. And I think he meant that because you yeah. think about the schedule he probably had back then. It was, really? Yeah. Right. Oh, no, that so, was real. Like, I think that was real. And my, my, everyone was like, oh, that was great. I think the some bitch meant it, and that's offensive to me because I've spent money. I mean, mm. think about this. I spent $70 to meet Sheeta. I spent X amount of dollars to meet um, Thunder Rosa when we had when they had the uh, – Coach, you remember this. They had the uh, um, Fan Fest. Fan at Fest. AEW, and fan if fest. one of them comes out a few years later and goes, oh, yeah, Fan Fest was just another Saturday to me. Fuck you, because you have shit without me paying money to come see you, asshole. Yep. So, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. See, th- I like CM Punk. I was so excited for him to come back. For but when he said that, I think he was—he's the one that could come out of this as the heel. That's because the that goes back to why I said was it a double turn? Because that's a very heelish line to it, say. It, it it really could be, but I'm gonna let me just might be on Sunday morning. Take take it down one more road. If a, if MJF turns, he it becomes a face. What happens when uh, Wardlow turns on him? So you gotta, they gotta keep him heel until that happens. Right? No, I, I don't think. Um, yeah, I think both, both promos are real. You know, CM Punk believe it was just another Friday, but MJF came out there and said what was you know on us fans' emotion. That it means the world to us, but what he's gonna do is he's gonna take it, CM Punk off his game by humanizing him, mm. you know, by MJF humanizing. Yeah, it's like a mind, like a mind game. For MJF to become the the new, yeah, I mind messed with you because Jedi mind I beat you, you know, in your own game. I think Frank, yeah, you, Jedi brought, mind tricked him. you brought like, up a good, that, you know, I think it's hundred percent real. I think, Frank, you brought up a good point about the Just Another Friday comment. I think there's multiple ways to look at that. I can see where that could make him seem like a heel. But to me, and I look at it this way, it probably means something to them every time they get to interact with their fans. But what we've got to remember is it's it's a very special moment for the fans because they don't get to do it every day. But for them... It is a job, and I think sometimes the concept of that is lost. It's still a lot of say it's one of the highlights of their of their job. So I can, I mean, I can see where the interpretation of it. You can take it a few different ways, which makes it interesting. And I think that's the thing, like to positively mentioned about ad free shows. With that, is we get to know people there that are like the podcast hosts, that are the even all the guests that they brought on. You get to know them on a more personal level because you interact with them more. In that sense, it's not like your typical meet and greet. It's you're getting to know these people on a somewhat, not a personal level, but on a more more than surface level of what you would get at a meet and greet. So I think that's one of the things we talk about. Like, take somebody like an Eric Bischoff, for example. We've talked to them multiple times. They know about us. We had 
JR on the other night. He was talking with um, some of us about stuff we've talked about before. It's a it's a great experience, but it really shows why I think there's so much added value in the ad for shows because it's it's such a interconnected experience compared to what you get at a typical quote unquote meeting greet. And well, I hope that's well, well, it just makes sense. Well, 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 real quick. Let's let's be honest. Without ad free shows, you know the two, four, six, eight of us would not be on the screen right now. Right. None of us are here. Very top guy theater. I mean, top guy theater wouldn't be a thing, right? Yeah, Uh, I agree. So ad free shows has played a huge part in us, and and if I if there comes a point in time where I'm not in ad free shows, I don't see that happening in the near future. I am grateful for them for connecting me with some amazing human beings, and you know, you guys are on the screen with me. Uh, real, real quick. Uh, obviously, we all knew this was happening, but Undertaker did go over in what was um, a hell of a match between him what? and Triple H. They they definitely put on some damn good matches together. They would not meet again until WrestleMania 27, ten years down the line, in uh, Triple H's uh, attempt to avenge him. You know, retiring the greatest wrestler of all time, Shawn Michaels. And I'll tell you, you talk about storytelling. I think the storytelling of that 27 match where he doesn't walk afterwards and gets carted out, I think that's some of the best storytelling that was at that year's WrestleMania. Novius, do you not agree with that or no? You do. Oh, I'm waving up <laughs> at Flyers. No. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. I was... Oh, the rock. Oh, was... rock. I was, I was too a... distracted by Nobody the Nobody had better like... quads than the rock. It... Yeah, this whole video package that they did for The Rock and all awesome thing. I mean, I guess I'm ahead of you guys, but I'm looking back at it, I'm just like, man, I remember sitting here and just I'm I rewatched this about a week ago, and I'm just looking at it like, man, they just don't make this good of a package anymore. So like, that's uh, still re- just so, re- real quick that Look that, that belt, beautiful belt the, that belt I have officially uh, ordered. Um, I'm having it made by the greatest belt makers I've come to know, and that's X-Men belts. And I'm it will it will be uh, the it, it's gonna. I I hate the fact that you can buy that belt on shop, but it's got the WWE logo on it, which I I want the scratch WWF. So I am getting that version of that that belt right there that he's holding. Which, by the way, if you went to Top Guy Weekend, you've also held. Um. Yep. Thank you, Conrad. Yeah. Is that the twenty four seven title there you got there, uh, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> oh this is oh this God. is twenty four seven title. <laughs> the Bob awesome. Backlund eighty three world title belt, baby. Right. Shooky right. baby's belt. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to do this, but this right here. The World Wrestling Federation Winged Eagle Championship. This is the only title that ever mattered. And I'm holding No, it. no. John's right. got the only title that matters. John, go get the title. John, go get it. All right. Oh, is he, is he, April? Okay. John's got the real title that matters. Oh, Frank, okay. show it again. Frank, show it again. Winged uh. Eagle. That, that's beta. That's beta, though. April 23rd, 1990. I'll never forget the day. Coach, April twenty third. We'll get big load. Coach, I'm at the. I got something. I'm at the dunk. I'm at the dunk. <laughs> Front row. 
Ultimate Warrior, Mr. Perfect for the world title. 23 days after the after the title switch at WrestleMania. Ultimate Warrior comes in, he throws a few clotheslines, he rips the belt off, throws the belt to ringside. Guess where it landed? On your face. At my feet. Oh, please. At my feet. Touched it, right? I picked it up. I picked it up. I picked it up. Out of left. And get and guess what I did? (laughs) Ran. You did not. I ran. I ran so far away. Security stopped me. With a clothesline? They took the belt off me. And they did. I, I did not see who won the match. I assume Warrior won. They took the belt off me, detained me at the Dunkin' Donuts Center uh, security office, Thing. and then let me go. I had the belt in my hands. I was on my way out the exit. So, so we know that's a lie, Anthony, because of one reason. We don't it's know. We know you don't run. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. John, John, not that one. The other one. I think I know what the other one. one. The European Championship. European. Oh, hold on. I got you. I got you. you Million Dollar Championship, John. I knew. Well, 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 thanks for having what he is. Anthony, do you know what you call that thing you said that you said you did with the? With the title belt, you know what you call that? That's called the title chase. What's that? That's called yes, the title yeah. chase. I have I have three witnesses. Said, well done, Mike. Uh, like, yeah, you bought a shitty belt. <laughs> <laughs> I have three witnesses that will attest to what I just told you. Are any of them alive? Hold on a second, guys. Hold on a second. <laughs> I've, I'm amassing a collection. All three. All three. There's no there's no other better it's... intercontinental title than this one. Right here. Right. True. You're right. This is the best intercontinental championship that I'm holding upside down. Yeah, you're holding upside down, disrespectful. The greatest. Pretty bad. One of the best tag teams in all wrestling history. Demolition LDs. Amen. Yep. New Age Outlaw. Here comes the axe. Here comes the smasher. The demolition. The European Championship. Destruction. That's a waste of money. The European no, title? It's not. How yeah. The European title is awesome. This is this is this is X-Men belts right here. They're amazing. That's the best title ever made. The European title. Sorry. And I got it, I got it with the red backing. It's amazing. Uh, my walls look oh, naked right now because I you want my, my best friend. My number two best friend got me that title, and it's it's amazing. You might and have. I'm, the, and I'm a Mark, so I gotta have the real WWF logo. John, I just realized John, how far down on the list I am. You know, that. you might not believe this, but my favorite, you know, my favorite design ever for a championship belt has been is the 2008 to 2010 e, the ECW title, the silver one. Oof. Okay, love that one too. That was on WC. That was on WWE ECW. I just loved it because the silver was so different, and at that time you didn't see it a lot. You see it now, like with the tag belts and that. But I just there was something about that ECW belt that I really liked. What were we gonna ask, Frank? Where I want to see the million dollar championship. It's at my office. 
I keep that at the office. What? Yeah, I keep that at my office. That's my prized possession. That's that. It's at the office with pictures of my kids. You know, I mean, that, that don't need to be here at the house. <laughs> yeah. I I did. I watched a video of you unboxing it, which was amazing. <laughs> yes, the title Everybody or something else. T Rob, what did you say, by the way? What were you? I said, John could keep that belt in my room in the T Rob wing. <laughs> in the T Rob wing. What do you, John, what do you do? I'm in real estate and construction. Oh, well, there you go. So there is the definitely, I, I'm going to need a Bruno wing in the house too, then. <laughs> He's a Irish Come on, mom. buddy. The John Radisson, he's an Irish man. John Radisson, yes. John Radisson, there you go. Means he'll, means he'll say the house and demolish it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we gave it I mean, I listen, love I listen, earlier. I listen, to, I listen to Conrad all the time, and he, uh, you know, when, like when he says, says he wants to own his, uh, his, you know, family homes or, you know, the houses he grows up on, I go, oh, Dan, that's a good idea. Maybe I should do the same thing. Uh, I can set you up with a good interest rate. Let me know. <laughs> well, oh, coach! What's the NML? Coach, coach, while we're here, tell us about tell us about your endeavor. Yeah, trying to crack into the mortgage business. Well, you're doing it with a with a with a hell of a company, right? Anybody we've heard of? Yeah, I'm I'm working with Conrad. Uh, spent a week in Huntsville. That was cool. Learn how to do it, and I'm no offense, but I'll buy. I'll, I'll bet I'll get it from Amy first. Yeah, no, <laughs> go ahead. Now we're talking for, about insurance. Insurance, what? Or a mortgage? Excuse me, sorry. He's been listening to those death commercials on Matt Hardy's podcast. Yeah, no, Amy and I are, are good teammates. Yeah, you can go with either of us. You'll get great service. Neckbreaker. So maybe so, they need. They need to uh, get licensed in Rhode Island because then I know people I could go through. We are not here. We are not here. No, we're not. Oh, not me, but. Because yeah. I, I was going to go, when I was going to move to Delaware, I I went through Save with Conrad to get finding. I mean, I was, but I just never moved down there. So, Yay, we're in Delaware. How was your experience with Save with Conrad, uh, Frank? What was what was what my my experience? How was your experience? Yeah. Yeah, I mean top top notch. I mean I I put in like, you know, you go to the website, I said this is what I want to do. I got a phone call that day. They set me up with a, a appointment with a specialist the next day, called him, gave him everything. Day after that I had a I had a I had a, a quote and everything. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's how quick. That's how quick it is. And I uh, and I was approved too, which is disappointing. Yep. And I that that I was going to become the controller of a, a minor league baseball team down there that was associated with the world champion Washington Nationals, but it just didn't pan out. I was I was super mm-hmm. close too, and I was going to buy my first house and live down there, and you know, didn't just didn't come to fruition. But is this real? Is what real? The baseball thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the team though. Now I think it was a double A team. God, what was it? 
I was like, in, I was like, I wanted it bad. I wanted. Where was it, it again? It was in. It was Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, okay. The Wilmington. It was the Wilmington. I can't Wilmington. remember now. Roughing it up. <laughs> Someone's sponsored by Reffing It Up. Brian so Hebner will give you the one, two, three. Well, well you know, I like Blue Rocks. The Blue Rocks. The Blue Rocks. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, little girl. Hey. Hi. We're not violent. Hi. Hey, Kaya. How's your arm, Hi, baby? Kaya. Hey. Oh, my you God. Get your cat How is her arm? How's her arm? Good. She got the cast off. See? Oh, I thought it was the other one. Sorry. Good job, baby. With my autograph on it. We, she has it. She has it. She tells everybody, "I got my cast. It's got Eric Bischoff's name on it and Jeff. I'm like Jeff Jarrett. You don't have to say his last name. I said you said Eric Bischoff's last name. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and Jeff. <laughs> and Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff. I didn't get a call from Eric Bischoff. Bischoff. Big sexy did down there. He got a phone call. Who else yeah, got I never, a phone I never call got a, from Eric? I never got a call from Did you get Biz. one, Mike? Call. Did you get a phone call, Mike, from Eric? And there you go. I never got a call from Eric. I got a phone call from... You know, um, I, I have not yet... I, I, I got a Kyoto phone call. It was just dependent on the promotion we are doing at the time. But I'll tell you what, I, cause I signed up without any promotions behind it. I just signed up because I wanted to. But I've gotten to Sorry. talk to them so much, and I've... Every, conversation i've had has been fantastic i've never talked to any of them except for lauren and she doesn't count kyota is very very cool to talk oh. to and I, I absolutely love his monday mailbag segment i think it's fantastic well i've, I've talked to all three that's but uh depth competition what's that uh, mailbag monday well i actually i can Eric. call it competition because rj is going to be weekly they're they're bi-weekly on different well, the is, only one that ever called me was Tony. Yeah, I talked to Tony, yeah, too. By the way, Frank, Frank I, I meant to ask this question. After Tony was in the ring on Dynamite this week, I saw him hugging somebody at ringside. Was that you? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah, I um, saw that, Just to peek, peek behind the curtain, you know, uh, on, on Rampage. Did you guys watch Rampage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the part where yeah. uh, there's a there's a table spot where what's her face uh, Mercedes yeah. Martinez? Um, they did a hell of a job editing it because she didn't go through the table the first time, and we all went. We all, oh she didn't? No, no. Like she hit the table, her neck snapped back, and went. You heard a loud thud, and the entire arena went oh. And then she picked mm. her back up and put her through, and they they cut. They did. A, beautiful job of editing that because <laughs> mm. <laughs> what sucked too is like, well, you like know what the, they, didn't, they didn't show the intros to anybody um they just cut right we got yeah. too like when when you when wardlow came out and was like this is war that Whoa. place went nuts went nuts for him so he's 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 got something they've got something with him so so you like, they were able to get like four or five matches so meanwhile, Rocky just got past the uh, the gimmick, so he's gonna come up busted here. And I'll tell you, as we focus back in on the main event we're watching here, one of the most yeah. tech God, Pennsylvania internet. 
the ending with the heel turn. And He's I'll a ask Quaker. a simple question. And I'll ask a simple question. How I'll different would this match have been if they didn't do the if they didn't do the heel turn? How different do you think the outcome of WrestleMania is? Do you think it impacts its legacy? Do you think it impacts the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin? Do you think if he doesn't do the heel turn, maybe we don't get the walkout in 2002? Just some things to consider. Let's go around the room and start with uh, Frank. Um, I think the um, I think the walkout would have happened regardless. Uh, yeah. Because everyone gets frustrated with creative. I think they thought the turn would mean more here because it was in Texas. I don't think anybody got it. And I don't think they were ready for Austin to be here. Uh, I think it made more sense when he, um, when he was, uh, was like the head of the Alliance. I think he was more of a heel then, which happens later on. But here, I don't, I don't necessarily think, he, I, I think it would have made more sense to do it on a Monday Night Raw when he like turned on somebody. Like here hugging McMahon and shit. Like, I don't. It didn't make any sense to me, quite frankly. It kind of ruins. It kind of ruins a really good uh, WrestleMania with with him turning. You, you leave with a bad taste in your mouth, and WWE's not known for that. They're always there for the, uh, you know, let's leave the fans happy, and and that we got a little sour. Yeah. Well, I I think if you do it here, I don't think we see Austin uh, go to the Alliance. I think you still see him in uh, WWE or WWF. Wait, you but what if him. you what if you do, RJ? What if you do have um, Austin? What if you do the heel turn in Cleveland at the Invasion pay per view where you think he's going to be the knight in shining armor for the WWF, and then you do the turn right at the end of that, and he caught the he caught the WWF the match. There, but you haven't had the previous heel turn. I think it means more. I don't think it, I don't think it means anything unless you do it at WrestleMania. If, especially with Austin. Now, the other side of the coin, I see. Say you do turn somebody at that evasion angle, or the, the in Cleveland. Excuse me. I would turn Rock. Really? Turn him to WCW. Don't turn Austin. Because Rock is on the same level at this time than Cena was, where people love to mm-hmm. boo him. Where with Austin, people love to cheer him regardless. So I think you'd get more of an impact with the Rock turning on the WWF at, at uh, the Invasion than you would Austin, I think. Excellent point. I agree with you, RJ, that we have to have the heel turn here at WrestleMania because it's so confusing, like somebody else has said. The fans were rejecting it, so we were were trying to root for Austin, and Austin was trying everything to be a heel. But it actually took the invasion angle. I mean, imagine that that Monday when he shows up and he's beating up everybody, you had this huge pop as he comes back from the uh, friend, uh, friendly tap, and he just destroys everybody. Uh, and it's like, oh my God, we got the real Austin back. Then you go to the pay per view, and he turns. It's the final nail that the fans finally go. You know what? Now he's a bad guy. Now, uh, now yep. we're uh, uh, we're gonna hate him because he's the most despised. 
And so, that, you know, but that doesn't happen if the groundwork is not laid here at WrestleMania. So you guys have got an extra That's a fair point. point. That's actually a very good point. Mm-hmm. Um, is, did Coach This was done in such a way. It, I'm just curious. It looks like Coach took us to his, like, serial killer barn. What? What? <laughs> no, I'm just in the backyard. It's so beautiful okay, I'm outside. Just kid- I'm just kidding with he you. Was doing the, uh, he was doing the, what did you call it? A shake? What's that move called? I forget uh, was he dapping? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the grimy. What do you call it? Yeah, it's a floss. He's doing floss. That's what it is. The damn floss. I'm always flossing. Hey, you dig? hey, RJ. Sure, RJ. I'm gonna go use the restroom, yeah. but unlike you, I'm gonna hit the mute button so I don't have to hear you know hear everybody hear me saying. Did I did I not hit the mute button? No, he's talking about me. Hey guys. No, I heard. Oh, you. thank God. Did we? Did I didn't hear anybody? Peeing. No, it was definitely you? RJ. No, he he was trying to pee the new uh, theme song to his new show, Roughing It Up, coming out. Yeah. Third. Is it dropping the twenty third, <laughs> or is that when your first episode is? It's when it's dropping. Okay. So if you go over to at Roughing It Up, there's a poll over there. We're doing it old school with uh, like what Conrad used to do. Um, you go over and follow it. There's a poll over there about who's potentially going to. Who would you like to hear our first episode be about? I'll so. tell you one episode. I'll tell you one episode I'd like you to be on. Uh, one episode. What the hell is that? There you go, Frank. <laughs> John, get the title. What are you doing? Off the rails for sure. Off the rails. I guess we got. So I guess we got the WrestleMania band now. That was actually pretty. (laughs) Now the party started. We got music going. It's Saturday night. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's Friday night. Code for everybody. What? Hey, what? Uh, what made y'all? Want to subscribe to ad-free shows? What was the thing that they, you know, who were you listening to? Just what made you decide, hey, I'm going to pay to be on ad-free shows? T. Rob, let's start with you. I was in love with Lauren. <laughs> what <laughs> was? And nothing's changed. Okay, there we go. How do you, how do you, how do you know about Lauren before ad-free shows? She stopped me, Marty. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> I don't know. Marty. Marty, 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 Marty. What about you, Frank? What got yeah, you to Marty. go? Um, put my mom hey, and I'm getting behind the paywall. Um, uh, honestly, the pandemic. I, I, I joined Ad Free Shows that day, but I was a what is it? What was the forty nine dollar tier at the time? It was a my push or something. My push. It's so my, my push. push. My, my push. goddamn push. And maybe like three weeks later, I was like, "Fuck!" I I was gonna buy my Top push. Guy, but it sold out. And then then they announced that they had added more, and I just went right to Top Guy. I I really just wanted the stuff ad free, and I was stuck at home. Me too. I couldn't go anywhere. My co- I was nervous as hell because my company was close to going under because it was a restaurant company. And I just said, fuck this. I'm going to drop 100 bucks and, and 
try to keep taking my mind off things. And then next thing you know, I'm talking to Eric Bischoff. So you, on a Zoom. So I, that's what got me. You want to hear the real story, guys? Oh, boy. Yeah. That was right after I broke my neck. RJ? And I was sitting at home. Yeah, so we want to hear the real story to you, Rob. That was right after I broke my neck. Remember I showed up with that stupid brace on? I remember that. Yeah, you had that halo. Yeah. Yeah, you had so that halo on for I was sitting at home with on. this gimmick right here. And yeah. uh, I was listening while I was, you know, working cleaning windows. And I decided to do the ad-free thing. And I went to the $49 one. And uh, that's when she started poking me like, you got to go up to the next level because it's so much better. And so I said, I, I can't do that. You know, I'm already like hiding 49 bucks a month from my wife. So she's like, just do it and ask her if it's okay later. And she kept sending me like little codes. And so the week that Kyoto's show was about to drop with the uh, watch along, what was that? Hogan Rock 18. Yeah. Yeah. That was December of 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I upgraded um, me and Adam from Bama on evans ask evan anything show yeah i had i had upgraded the night before i remember i remember that because my story not to jump the line here but my story was very similar to frank's in that i work in public accounting which makes for very long and when you're working from home very quiet days so i would listen to the podcast i remember when they first announced the patreon i thought Okay, $100 tier a month. Yeah, I'm going to pay that. Never thought I would. I purposely bought the $29 one. I don't know if you guys remember this, but when they first unveiled it, that was when the big promotion for ad free shows was bonus content driven in terms of the audios that you got. So for me, it was finally hearing the story of JR's, uh, the infamous plane ride from hell. So I'm like, you know what? I'll send the $29. Sign up, see if I enjoy it, and I did, and I really enjoyed it. And the first interaction I had with anybody was I asked a question on Ask Conrad, and it was shortly after, this would have been in October of that year, my grandmother, who lived with us, passed away in September of that year. And I remember the question I asked him was, because my grandmother and I were incredibly close. She raised me, was like a second mother, because she lived with my mother, stepfather, and I, and... um the question I asked Conrad was, you know, did, who was your person in your family that you watched wrestling with? And I said, for me, it was my grandmother. She recently passed away, but, you know, having those memories. And I just mm-hmm. remember his response was, before he told me about it, was his uncle that was his wrestling fan that he family member that he watched with. I remember he had the nice thing to say about just, you know, hope you're doing well after your grandmother. And that was one of the first times that, you know, talk to somebody outside my family about it even a little bit. And it just made me feel like, okay, this is, this is, you know, it, it's just, it's silly. Cause you know, when you're going through stuff, sometimes you think like, you know, you're in a funk and you can't work, can't work your way out of it. But it was like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, it's going to be okay. And I asked more and more questions and I was just having fun doing that. And then you guys had the, this is when they started posting the feedbacks of the Zooms for the 29-hour tier, and I'd never watched any of the videos. I just always listened to the audio, and you guys, do you remember the one you had where you broke Eric and he cried at the end of it? And this price sounds mm-hmm. bad. I wanted to actually see that, so I, I finally watched the video, and I remember watching you guys, and I started to think, you know, 
I could do this. I'm, I might enjoy that. So I signed up for my push in November, and I was having a crazy day at work on whatever day the JR Zoom was. But it was a crazy day at work. I thought I almost told my mom, like, you know, I'm not even going to do this. I'm just going to – she's like, do it. You might as well see if you enjoy it. I had – that was the best day that I'd had in three months, and it was fun not even just talking JR, but talking with all of you. So I messaged Devin right after, and I said, I'm upgrading. And I was a top guy ever since, and I've been annual ever since, and I'll continue to be in it. And I say that I joined because I wanted to talk to the – because I stayed because because the people like you, people like you know, ever all the top guys, the my push, everybody we have, we really do have a wrestling community. And I know to people that sounds cheesy, but it's it's a hundred percent true. And that's a long winded story, but that, that that's what brought me to Ad Free Shows. What about you, RJ? Well, for those of you that don't know Michael like we do, uh, every story that he has is long winded. So. Um, <laughs> with all due respect, Michael, of course, but somebody, um, please, somebody, somebody, please talk. I feel awkward. <laughs> so if not, I'll I, start uh, reciting Charlotte Flair poetry. Oh God. Sorry. I'd like to go, hear go ahead, RJ quickly, RJ. All right. So I, uh, <laughs> I joined right when, honestly, I, I got COVID November 20 and, uh, I ended up joining the, week exactly the week before i got it um not obviously not knowing i had it and so i'm like oh i got all this content i can uh i can listen to but no it goes back probably i want to say probably 2019 because when did it well, when did it launch again it march launched in march of 2020 like two weeks okay. after two weeks after the pandemic started it was like march 30th yeah because i ended up talking to conrad on my original format of my show for uh, those of you that aren't seeing it. Um, I talked to him and he was kind of, there was rumblings. It was his right when his star cast in Vegas was happening. And he's like, Oh, there's new, there's more news coming in the coming months. You might want to stay tuned to it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I stay tuned to it. Um, I was a uh, Patreon member for Tony's uh, Patreon years ago or about then. And I got off of it and, like you know what i'm starting to make a little bit more money um from the shows and stuff and like i'm, I'm gonna go into it i knew justin my co-host was uh uh all you guys know jd so um he was a part of it and he's like dude you better come in you're getting a lot of these uh great uh zooms and what have you and um one thing led to another i'm like oh what the hell i just just did it one day and as they say, the rest is history. Now I get to stare stare at the lovely face that is Anthony Pyrus and um, have to have my eardrum blown out every time that he talks because he says fucking go Pats all the time. But, you know, go Pats! There it is. So, but no, it, it, it's just, and Michael is, uh, I'll, I'll go off of what he said. It's just, oh, it's like a, uh, it's not a Patreon, really. It's not a group of, you know, it's a group of wrestling fans that, you know, just love what they see, what they, you know, what everybody does. And it comes, it comes a family. A lot of people, it's a lot of people say that, but it really truly is. It wouldn't be, all of us wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for Conrad Thompson and all his stuff no. and his wisdom for, it, it's a vision. You know, you don't, you don't know what happens until you shoot your shot. 
and I don't, and I, and I don't mean that as a lot of people are going to take it, but uh, you know, you got to take risks sometimes. And Conrad took a huge risk and putting all all his eggs in one basket. And it, it's as they say, the rest is history. It's really flourished, and he keeps adding and adding and adding, and, and he, until you can't add no more, and then he pulls another rabbit out of the hat. So, yep. That was longer than Michael's response, by the way. <laughs> well, somebody had to do it. That's right. Leave it to Arden. Ring sign rent. Ring sign rent. Ring sign rent. Anthony, what about you? Plug, plug, plug. Anthony, what about you? Oh, my God. All right. I got burned bad. I, I, was, I was hesitant to join because I got burned by Bruce's Patreon. Um, I joined. What's up? How did you get burned? What do you mean? I joined Bruce's Patreon and got nothing. I joined an upper tier. There was there were no calls. There was nothing. So when Conrad announced the um, ad-free shows, I joined at the enhancement level. That lasted about a month. I'm like, okay, I, I love the bonus stuff, so I'm going to go toot toot. That lasted a month. I went to um, my put my goddamn push. The thing that made me go top guy was the Halloween party you guys had. Frank, I think oh, yeah. you were there. I was there, yeah. I wanted I wanted to be so I wanted to be so badly. I said I dressed up. I wanted to be at that event so badly. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So for so for Christmas 2020, 2019, I treated myself to, or 2020, I rather, I treated myself to Top Guy because I wanted to be at the Halloween party. That's the reason I joined up. And we didn't have a Halloween party in 2021. No big yeah, deal. That was actually I got to meet a lot of you guys at Top Guy weekend. Yeah. So now, I'm so I was. I'm glad I did. Oh, I'm. I'm confused now. Did did Austin turn already? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Vince is in the ring. And I'd also like to get a count on how many times this has actually worked. This is always the guy goes down and he hits the wrong guy. Um, who did John? What about you? How'd you become a top guy? We're not. Oh, my bad. No, I, that's that's probably the first time I've seen it work. You're the host. Go ahead. I'll shut no, up. No, stop. No, no, no. I completely glazed over the question. That's my bad. Oh, I suck. I fucking suck. You don't suck, Frank. That's not what Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Stop it. Stop it. Get out of here. Get he out sucks. Here. You, su you suck, oh, Frank. Don't Denovis, worry about Denovis, what about you? How'd you, how'd you get into AFS? Uh, well, <laughs> go back to the old Johnny Hickson boy. No, <laughs> he, oh, um, dear. he had told me back in, I want to say I was, it's funny, man, because I was doing it. He's been telling me that since 2018 about Bruce's podcast. You know, so that's yeah. when we first started out with that one. And so he was like, you really got to listen to this? I'm like, oh, check it out one day, blah, blah, blah. It's one thing. Like, I can listen to my music when I drive, whatever. Well, I so happened okay. to have this, this delivery job and where I was delivering auto parts to different, like, um, 
mechanic shops or whatever. And so I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I'll go ahead and get this a try. So I started listening to it. This is before the ad free shows part of it came before. So I started listening to Bruce's podcast. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm like, and then like when I'm driving, it's like putting me at peace because I'm like, I remember these matches and stuff like that. And I love to hear the backstories behind it. And so uh, one day, me and John, we, John and call Winnie, he goes, Denobis, he goes, up, oh, check this out. They are, if we go ahead and sign up for ad-free shows, we won't get the ads anymore. You know, we'll get a chance to go to Conrad's house and have this big party and, you know, meet a couple of these guys before Bruce got hired back. So he's like, Bruce might be, Bruce will be there, you know. And then, you know, when Eric Bischoff dropped, I was like, <laughs> that was floor. You know, I'm an Eric Bischoff guy. I'm sorry. I am. Yeah. So when he got up, I was like, oh, yeah, man, definitely. I was like, so he was like, okay, we're going to sign up. So me being me and John knows me, if I say I'm going to do something, nine times out of ten, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So John, he didn't pull the plug yet. So what I wound up doing was going home that day, and I went in and just subscribed and signed up and go, John, I signed up for it. He was like, you did? He said, wait, you're lying. I said, no. He said, send me confirmation. I screenshot in my room. And said, okay, I'm <laughs> Fact so check, we fact check. Nine. We were eight and nine. Yeah, John had to fact check that. He had to fact check me. He was like, I need you to fact check this. So we were number eight and nine of that new uh, the AFS. So this was back when, in 2020. We signed up like in April. Yeah. So. I mean, we're, but all, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here now. I can't add now. on to what you guys say. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. No, I'm done. And I'm saying we're all, we're all here. I mean, we're here now. Like, I, I continue, like, it's important to me on this, at least doing this. I mean, it would be great to make money, but what I really do this for is to get to know and learn from like, like, I mean, the, in the next couple of weeks, I've booked a new, a couple of people we haven't really talked to yet. Uh, you know, Adam Simmons. Uh, and then there's, um, is it Brian Stanton? Like, like new, newer Brad. guy, Brad, I'm sorry, Brad, if you if you watch Brad this, Stanton. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and I've just, I been you know I see them at the zooms and I'm like I, I'd love to get to know these people and that's really really is about for me and it doesn't have to be no. top guys in my push or slash slap nuts I want to get to know we've had enhancement talent on here before I I just want to get to know everybody and 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 have a good Frank, time. Yeah, how yeah. many of them had Frank how many of them have twenty thousand views twenty thousand views oh, Jesus Christ just, just one just one we I think we should make a shirt actually no. Let me explain this. Jesus Christ didn't wouldn't have twenty thousand views. Anthony Pyrus does. Woo! That's because his return is invisible. Come on. Buy a Bible. <laughs> so the heel turn you know, has he, happened. Go ahead, go ahead. Yep. I mean, it's funny, man, you say that because you remember like when I met you guys in Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When me and yeah. Coach went to Orlando to have, um what was it, all out, I guess. No, what was that one? Double remember. or nothing, or double, or, double or nothing. Yeah, yeah, double, double or nothing. And then afterwards, you know, you reached out to me. You and Carl reached out to me, like, "Hey, man, we should get you on the show." So, I mean, yeah, you do do a great job about that. And I want people who are looking at this to who are really thinking about joining. Even after, let's say, something you decide to give up your membership, we're still friends. Like, remember Brian Horry? Yeah, he's still yep. on Twitter. We still talk yep. to him. I still talk to him weekly. You know, if not, you know, on Twitter. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's real. I mean, so just because he left, I mean, we don't stop talking to each other, right? Like, that's, this is that's more like thing. a band of brothers. I've said before, right? You're absolutely right. And I've, I've said this to a couple people who have texted me, like, oh, you know, I've canceled my membership, blah. and I'm like, we're friends now. You, our friendship does not, um, yeah, 
hinge on uh, your status in a Patreon. That right. that's just the way I look at it. Like I think honestly, like Anthony and I will probably be friends for life now. I mean, he's so damn close to me. He texted me the other day and wanted to go to the Gray Sale. Unfortunately, I couldn't. But like that's the kind of, we're going to a wrestling show in a couple weeks. I mean, we're going to ba- WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, Frank, I ended up going to Gray Sale anyway. Had a freaking blast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, next time you do, let me know because I'll meet you down there. I'll give you more than twenty minutes notice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, so, real quick on the show, the heel turn has happened. Austin is your yes. new WWF champion. Uh, Vince is in the ring. The crowd is stunned. Um, stunned. We're going to go around the room, and we're going to put a bow on this uh, uh, Wolfpack edition. Uh, so, let's go around the room and just get final thoughts on WrestleMania 17, and let's start with Coach. The match for me that I look back on that I liked the most was the Shane and Vince match. I just, I don't know. I just liked that match. It was real physical, real aggressive, and a good storyline. You know, it, it was interesting. I liked that one the best. And also the, the ladder match, some of the dips and flips that they had and spots yeah. that they had. Boy, those guys were, were flying. Uh, this was a great WrestleMania even seeing Jericho at the beginning was cool with Lord Steven Regal. So, I mean, it had it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we even didn't see some other things. So, yeah, this was a great WrestleMania and a good uh, good thing to look back on. Uh, RJ, how about you? So, you get a lot of the uh, great storytelling in here for this match. We're just ending seeing with Austin and, uh, and Rock. You see the uh, ladder match. But you know, low key, one of the better matches on this card for me, anyways, was Undertaker and Triple H. Um, regardless in your feelings yep. on either one of them, um, storytelling is, yep, I think was a little bit better than the other two matches. But on the whole, as far as the whole pay per view goes, this is probably one of the better, you know, stretches of WrestleMania cards that we're going to see between 17, 18, 19, and even 20. Mm-hmm. For the next mm-hmm. four or five years, these WrestleManias are going to be tops. And I think it was Anthony that mentioned something about it earlier was three, four, five, and six. Even seven were decent WrestleManias back in the 80s and the 90s. And I think you're starting to see that. Seven was awesome for the Randy Savage match. Right. And, and you're going to see that flourish at different times, those four or five years back then compared to the 2000s here. Dude, I'd, I'd put the 2000s between 2000 and 2003 against anything. The rosters were deep. The talent was great. And you got the good matches out of it. But um, overall, I you know, if it was in the Tokyo Dome, it was probably going to get about 15 stars. So, um, Not. But, and, 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 17. And, and, an interesting side note, too. You mentioned the Houston uh, Reliant Astrodome, which soon be demolished, and the uh, Reliant Stadium would be in its place. But um, just the fact of the history of the building in general, I liked it because you see Houston Astrodome here. Next year, you're going to see the Sky Dome in Toronto. Two landmarks in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the wrestling in there, it tops it off. So, But that's for me. Mr. McClanahan, how about you, buddy? What a fantastic event. 
and a fantastic evening spent with all of you. Thank you all so much for being on. It's always fun to sit down as a group and chat with you. I thought everybody had. Oh, yes, Mike. Right. I think the, um, the takeaways to me with this WrestleMania are it really sets the tone. To me, it sets the tone, kind of like RJ was saying, not just for the year, but really for the next few years. WrestleMania 17 is one of those landmark WrestleManias where we're transitioning out of the attitude there. And I think you can even make the statement that from 17 to 21 is one era. And then 21 is kind of the reset again when you have Batista and John Cena. So this is a very interesting time period. And to me, WrestleMania 17 is both a beginning and an end. And it's a fantastic card. I believe JR has made the statement before that top to bottom, this might've been one of the deepest cards that the WWF, WWE had. hundred percent. Just a, just a fantastic evening with some great people. So thank you all so much for your time tonight. Very much appreciated. Frank and Mike, thank you for having us. Of course. Of course. T-Rob, your thoughts on this show? Well, I'm going to echo everybody else. You know, it's, it's awesome. The reason I wanted to see it was because anytime you get to see a rock Stone Cold match is a great night. They always give their best rock oversells on the stunner. Yeah, love but that. I think that uh, it could have been handled a little better with the turn, and we discussed the ins and outs of that. So whatever, you know, we got what we got, and we're all still here for it. So exactly. that's what's great about this thing is we can talk about it, we can argue about it, we can fuss about it, we can thumb wrestle about it. Empires can lose. And we still love each other. That's oh! <laughs> T-Rob, I accuse you of performance-enhancing drugs on that thumb of yours. Amy is... I will win Amy's hand yet. Hey, she let me touch her ass in Chicago, so I already got a one-up on it. Wow. Wow. Mm. Holy shit. I didn't expect that. Anyway, hey, I'm not married. But by, so- by let, you mean she didn't call the police? No, she said, Frank, when because I think I pinched Brandy's, and she's like, what about me? And she, you know, shot it out, and I was like, all right. Yeah, Brandy. Where's Brandy? Uh, why a tough Brandy... day. Everybody text her and tell her you love her. She had a tough day. Right. We love Brandy. We love her. She's the best. Uh, uh, so my, my personal hero, uh, what do you think of 17? I thought this was I thought this was a great WrestleMania. I I will say this though. I don't think this was the best WrestleMania. I still say 3 was the best. Um I think this killed the attitude era. Um again, then again I I was born in 72, so 3 was the first great WrestleMania I ever saw. So I will never, ever, ever give up on the fact that Savage Steamboat was the greatest match, even though people say Rock Austin was so much better. A great WrestleMania, no doubt, but... Um... Yeah, he froze. Choked again. Rock <laughs> a year later. All right, so... That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Right. All right. So, uh, damn it. It was excellent. Sorry, John. Baylor won. 
Yes, the bears, baby, the bears. <laughs> All right. So when Mike, when Michael dropped out, I did obvious you were next, right? Yes. All right. Your thoughts on seventeen? Uh, it was entertaining. I mean, I just like I said, I rewatched this about a couple weeks ago, and I was highly impressed. But I really don't remember watching. I think that this happened in when two thousand and one, right? Yeah. I had I was coming off my major car wreck, so um, I was yeah. I was, I was not in a mental catastrophe to even know what this was, you know. Like, but um, to me, I mean, I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate just because I love wrestling like that. I still say Chris Benoit Angle was the best match in the card. I mean, it was no, no. good. Record. I did watch it. It was really good. It was. It was. Nice. It was. Now, as far as the doing the false finishes, like in the Austin Rock match. You know, if that's your cup of tea, but I like the you know, <clears throat> one finish, bam, it's over with. You know, I still have a problem with that today. So I like the whole, you know, the traditional wrestling side of it. But it was a great pay-per-view. Was it my favorite um, WrestleMania? No. No. I think I still think the one when Sean got retired by Undertaker was probably my favorite one. It's the reason why I hate Undertaker. Yeah. So, 26. That was a great WrestleMania. It was. Phoenix. John, your your thoughts on WrestleMania 17? This is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I mean, you saw from the beginning of this show to the end of the show, every single match had a storyline built in. They had a they had a, a video montage to tell you what this thing was, you know, or what was happening. Everybody had a feud. Everybody had a story. It felt like back 20 years ago. That every match meant something. That everybody, you know, that there wasn't just the a story. There was an every story. So twenty years later, I could still remember this thing to the to the day. Uh, you know, every one of these matches. I, you know, I'm not going to say it's the best WrestleMania. I mean, Pyrus is right. WrestleMania three is you know holds you know holds way more monument. You know, mega mega power classifies. I mean, you know. Uh, yeah. Warrior Hogan, there's all sorts of matches, but this for sure. Thanks for coming, John. It's been a pleasure. We lost him. So I, I will tell you this. Uh, Look at that face. For me, that face. For for me, um, my childhood. Are you taking a shot at it? Yeah. Well said, John. Well said. Uh, well said. Me, there you are. You froze up, buddy. You froze up. You were <laughs> classic Baylor. Well show. said. Well said. Uh, it was just. It was just. It was bad all night. I. Don't know no. Dude, shit happens. Man. What you said was uh, eloquent. Twitter for so me, get ready. Get ready to. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see this. Uh, for me, WrestleMania. Um, I loved three, but I didn't start watching wrestling the '88. Um, so three and four, I didn't get to see until much later. Uh, I still am very fond of WrestleMania three. Very fond of WrestleMania four, but I'm really into WrestleMania five. The store, the 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 Savage Hogan story. WrestleMania six. I loved seven. A lot of people are going to shit on me, but I love. I love seven. I loved eight. Um, in fact, our new logo <clears throat> for Top Guy Theater is WrestleMania eight themed. 
uh, <clears throat> I, I loved nine. I loved ten. Uh, it started to lose me at eleven, but then you go to twelve. Sean, Sean Michaels. I loved thirteen, fourteen, fifteen was 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 rough for me. Sixteen was rough for me, but then you hit it. You, they hit a stride to seventeen. Um, and then for to me, the the next bad WrestleMania was twenty seven. Um, and I think that they've since twenty seven, they've all been really good. They've all even even the the pandemic damned thirty six. I was interested in. So they've got they they've had WrestleMania's had me for a very long time. They've they've had very few bad ones in my eyes. So um, I just want to thank you all for for spending Saturday night. Uh, you, you know this is going to drop on Friday, but I I appreciate everybody spending their night with us. It was uh, fun. This is the AFS oh, World Pack, and and um, on that note, and um, go ahead, go ahead. The pleasure was all yours. It, it, right, Ooh. the pleasure was all mine. So on that note, we will see y'all next time for TGT. 14 WrestleManias. Electra, an elbow smash, a body slam. Are you ready to fight? One. Who will survive?